0: This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers.
2: All right, welcome back to the Handmade Podcast, episode 32. Can you believe Uh, we've done 32 32 of these? That's pretty good. Well, we've done
3: 31, we haven't done 32. Well, it's
2: true. We
3: did, I completely can, I can did 31. I can't we found 32
2: excuses to stop our days and sit down and do this, so I think that's yeah. pretty good.
3: Imagine if somebody listened to all 32 of them, they'd be like, "One of these has to have some useful information." <laughs> we One should have
4: that. we should have left like a little like piece of a puzzle in every episode, and if they like or, or like a string of sentence together, and if they strung the sentence together, <laughs> then they get they get a prize that we won't give them for a month. <laughs>
3: Let's do they that. Get starting, pa- they starting... get a
4: spray paint shaker
3: that we won't mail them out,
2: <laughs> or a pack of stickers that, uh, yeah. that you'll never get from me. I you thirty-one
3: my... spray paint shakers ready <laughs> to mail out.
2: My newest thing is that I don't know what's been wrong with me, but I sent out like five sticker orders, just completely the wrong stuff. Really? <laughs> like, like when I when I pack sticker orders, I I have like a whole box of. Uh, all the different s- designs and they all have like kind of a little code so that when i am reading the order on the squarespace website i write the code on the back of the envelope and then i load all the envelopes at once it's like just faster and i don't know what happened but the last time i packed sticker orders i just like my brain shut off and i ran i put random shit in like five e- envelopes Really? The people email me, they're like, hey, I got my envelope, and it's got, like, one round logo sticker and nothing else. And then I go back and look at their order, and they had, like, seven stickers on their order, and I just totally no, just didn't sucks. mail them.
3: That's like going through the drive through and getting home and having the wrong fucking food. I oh. just, like, felt like
4: I, such I, I, a dick. I don't dick. like that. Or, like, you get takeout, and there's, like, mm-hmm. they're missing half the shit.
2: And these yeah. people have been waiting a long time for these stickers because oh I'm God. not the best when it comes to mailing them. So then I, I, feel, I felt terrible. So, I mean, you know, you're paying $2 or $3 for a sticker. So I just refund them their money and, and send them out a replacement order. Yeah. It's, it's well, in-
3: interesting what? No, it, You just like, you just brought back a really bad memory from the other night. Yeah. We, um, we wanted to get takeout and we just oh like, you know, it, it's like, you know, what do you get? pizza yeah you know, so like it's just so many things so i'm trying to think of something different so i said to my wife i said "Do you ever have popeye's chicken there's one not really <laughs> close to here but it's i'd drive for her so it's a night of snow it's like a blizzard mm-hmm. i drive to popeye's and um they do, it's just like you know i shouldn't have been on the road whatever so all i wanted to do was get the apple pie now I've mm-hmm. had Popeyes a couple times. Now you guys are too young, Chris. Maybe you, but McDonald's used to have this apple pie that was like I knew about the lava. apple pie. I knew the, yeah, ap- no, I knew you the apple the, pie. No, you have the baked apple pie. You know. You oh, don't know the fried apple. The fried. Oh, apple. this I is when Fried apple. Yeah, pie. When don't people didn't
2: give a shit about their health. Mm-hmm. They had oh the fried my god, because yeah, they feel your arteries. Because they give a shit but, now. Oh yeah. As you ate it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like it was like molting lava. It was like mm. just ridiculous inside. You say that and I have an entire
2: fried? I have an entire box of cookies that I've been eating throughout the beginning oh, of this episode. Awesome. <laughs> so so
3: Popeyes has something similar, and when they make up without uh, the grease, they make up with uh, cinnamon sugar on top. <laughs> oh, that's nice. So I get home, and the apple pie wasn't in there. Oh, no, it oh I ruined your whole night. Devastating. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah. to burn that pop, place down. But it was like. There was the snowstorm. It just, it, it just, we had to go without. We had one, we had to split it between 12 of us. So it was like, no, it was just a couple of us. But <laughs> it just, uh, but it just sucks when you, they don't give you your food. You know? That's was a nightmare. Just, was devastating. Yeah, it is, it is. I've been really into first world I mean, problems.
2: Yeah. I've been really yeah. into DoorDash lately. I've been ordering oh, you were like, telling all us, my meals. That. You were telling so, us last time. Yeah. So I just DoorDash everything. And every time, every time they miss something, it like ruins my whole day cuz it wait I wait like an hour for all this yeah. food. So like, you know, dude it's
3: it's it's, a, it's amazing DoorDash. So when I went to pick up a pe- we got pizza last week from this place. It's not like a place you it's a restaurant. We got the mm-hmm. pizza at not like a pizza parlor. So um the whole bar is closed because mass everything's closed. You can't go in a bar room, but um the whole thing was set up for like DoorDash and uber mm-hmm. eats pickups. Oh my God! And then when I went to um Popeyes, th- I've never seen so many orders waiting to be picked up. Had to be a hundred orders. It was it was insane, and it was like I didn't realize that shit was so popular. You know, I mean obviously yeah. with COVID now and everything, and like that night it was snowing. Nobody wants to go out, but mm. you know my wife's like I think we've been together twenty five years, and I think we've gotten food delivered. Three times, like she <laughs> will not allow food to be delivered to the house. She, I don't know; she just doesn't. She just trust hates them. delivery, man. Or, like if it's cold or maybe a bad experience when she was a child or something. I don't know, but it just, um, it's just crazy. I think she just thinks the food's not as fresh or something. But um,
2: it's definitely true. But, yeah, but it's but just it's crazy totally that changed the restaurant business. Yeah. You
3: know? Oh my god, I've never seen so many orders. They, they they had like fifteen people just like filling orders. It was crazy.
2: Have you guys ever gotten um? chick-fil-a i've never gotten chick-fil-a you never had chick-fil-a
3: to atlanta
2: I, dude i see the line yeah the, the, the i have the two drive-thrus right yeah oh the dude they had four. Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A,
3: chick-fil-a
4: chick-fil-a is the most legit fast food place you know and they're closed on sundays and they might not like gay people but they yeah, make a good they're chicken a, they're sandwich a little yeah. they're a little <laughs> they make they make a nice chicken sandwich even though i might not agree with some of their their yeah. views well, you don't
2: have to, but what is it knows. is it like just politics, the chicken again. sandwich or is there like a special yeah they like, have no, chicken
4: it's all, uh, it's all different like chicken nuggets chicken sandwiches like there's a couple yeah. different things but the chicken sandwich you don't get is, a hot dog
3: no, no mm-hmm. I don't even no think hot dogs, no but yeah.
4: they. It's it's probably the highest quality fast food you know yeah, it's really like a nice bun the Chick-fil-A sauce is great they throw a couple pickles on there a nice fried chicken you My know thought I was
3: saying that they went to the guy who designed that for, I don't know if it was like something with COVID for the lines or something, but I don't know if it was the website or the lines or something she was saying. They went to the person that designs. Because like down in Atlanta, they have some, they have four throughs they They're just drive throughs Yeah. And it's like the lines are out the, the parking well, lot. like Checkers.
2: Off. You ever go to a Checkers, Derek? No, no. Checkers doesn't have a, Checkers is like, I don't even know if they're really around anymore. They made it was a real grease trap like kind yeah. of burger place, but it <laughs> it didn't have a like it a... didn't have a store. It, yeah. I mean, it did. It had like a hut and then just yeah. two drive-throughs, one on either side. Yeah. And the yeah, only yeah. time you'd ever go in is if like so they messed up your order. But um, otherwise, yeah. you didn't go into the store.
3: That's how you guys have Aroma Joe's, like a coffee place. That's no. how that is. It's just like a kiosk. It's or like Starbucks end. people. It, no, but that's what it, it's like. Starbucks for drive-throughs. It's like high-end coffee. Yeah, and that's all. it is. it's like a kiosk with drive-through on both sides. But
2: can we talk about, I hate about having my van? Well,
3: everybody I mean, gets on this and they get just get hungry. Yeah, it's fine. What well, can yeah, we talk about? Anything.
4: One last thing is about my boy Dave Portnoy naming New Haven, Connecticut, the pizza capital of the world. You want to talk about that?
2: Oh, he's a um, sick bastard. Because it is New Haven of all places. New I Haven.
4: No, know. You know, it is because there's Sally's, Pepe's, Modern, and Bar, and the cu- the sheer. Concentration of incredible pizza places in just one small town, one small city is is you can't find that anywhere else. New York comes at mm. you with the volume, but if you d- d- divvied it up, the amount of quality places is not the same. And the funny part, I like I understand New York. Like there's there's probably there's amazing places in New York, but the New Jersey thing makes me laugh. You got all the people in the comments say, "What about what about Jersey?" It's like don't even get don't even enter this conversation all right cuz no. it's, it's between new york and new haven you know
2: yeah <laughs> i've been to some people listen i go to new jersey in, quite a i mean often. new jersey's you know i'm, it's,
4: I'm laughing at I'm these a, people they don't even know what don't know they don't have a clue i'm
2: relieved i'm relieved that i only go to jersey twice a week cuz if i went three times a week i would feel like it'd be too close to 50% yeah of your of life in, in new jersey, new jersey. <laughs> 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 but i spend a lot of time in new jersey and i've eaten a lot of pizza in new jersey and it's only out of pure necessity that I eat it. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Like, I would rather eat the the mushy Panera hospital food oh. than the pizza that I've gotten in New Jersey. What's
4: your favorite spot in Long Island for pizza?
2: That place by my shop, Villamici, is definitely, like, the well, best pizza around. But it's a type of pizza because there's also a yeah. Neapolitan place. There's a Neapolitan place uh, on the South Shore where my aunt and uncle live, which is, like, basically like being in Italy. Like, it's, like, everyone's got, like, they do the sauce. Well, that's on one of my favorite they, types of like, pizza, Neapolitan yeah. style. I know I know you like that because, like, with Peppies and stuff. So this, there's a place on, on in the South Shore that's really good. And then, actually, there was a, a place in the city that I really liked. It was, like, it was one of those old school, like, I think it was a $1.50 a slice spots mm-hmm. uh, on, like, 23rd Street. Uh, and I think, like, I mean, and I've eaten... I've probably eaten from 50 if not more pizza places in Manhattan, mm-hmm. which I feel like is a lot because um, I spent so much time there, but this one spot on 23rd Street was like my favorite, and then the one by my shop, and then this Neapolitan place. I Pepe's though, I, I could eat Pepe's like every day. Uh, but that's but, you know. not
4: even the original one, and then that's mm-hmm. not even Sally's, and I don't even think Sally's changed owners. I don't even think it's as good anymore. Are those like, related, my parents Sally's said,
2: and Pepe's, well, or no? Or...
4: Sa- Sal, Used to back in like the 40s or fit or whatever, a long time ago. Used to 20s. Work. No, yeah, literally, these places have been open for like 100 years. But used to work mm-hmm. at Pepe's, and he got he learned how to make pizza from Pepe from Frank Pepe, and then uh. then he opened up Sally's. Do you know Frank Sinatra used to have Sally's delivered to him in a limo because he loved the pizza so much? Like it's it, it's people don't understand because it doesn't even make Is sense. Is The same like,
2: style
3: as Pepe's? Yeah. Yeah. Sally's is Sally's is, yeah.
4: was better I don't know if it is anymore but my parents said it's yeah. not even it, what it what what I've had isn't even what it used to be back in the day like it's just
3: that, that's that's what happens there was a place in Boston which I really didn't like At Boston pizza it's like it's probably like like New York pizza it's just it's all good but it's just you know it's not really that different but there was a place Santapio's in East Boston that everybody would wait for that and Pizzeria Regina in the North End. Mm -hmm. And Santapio's, there would literally be a line to get in the place. And I I remember going there and thinking, eh, you know, it's not that great. So then they build one outside of Boston, like 10 miles out of Boston, like they do with every other place. And the place sucked. It was, like, not the same. And I think a lot of times it's like... You know like these old ovens and stuff like they mm-hmm. just like yeah a taste or something i don't know like you get new machines They're cooking and in an oven built in 1925
4: yeah, like yeah you know it's yeah <laughs> you know
3: it's just it's different you know but um and that always happens And i hate that shit you know that's how it used to be i know a lot of people who might listen don't know like the hot roast beef sandwich but like that's a new england thing but like kelly's roast beef mm-hmm. on rivera beach like it was a big place a tiny place on the beach and like you'd have to stand on the sidewalk and people would get hit by cars because they literally
2: <laughs> i died rock- waiting oh, for, for that sandwich yeah
3: seriously it was it was always accidents and everything people getting hit all the time so they made the sidewalk really huge and close part of a street to accommodate <laughs> people standing there and now there's probably like oh six of them out in, in the greater Boston area. And they're good, and they're it's expensive. It's not the but, same, um, though, right? It's, not the yeah, same. it's not the same as standing in line at Kelly's. And I don't know mm-hmm. if it's the sand that gets in your food and it tastes better right. or Right, there's a little salt but water in yeah, the air. Yeah, yeah. Could I, be. I don't know, but you it's, never know. It's different. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't know. But uh, but I tell you, when I had Peppies that time, Paul, when Paul Sr. brought us there, man, mm-hmm. and just uh, the look in your father's eyes, I knew like I was in for a treat. He's like... He goes, what kind of pizza do you like? And before I could open my mouth, he's like, "You got to get the white clam pizza." <laughs> it's like, it was it was the best. Oh yeah, he's, that uh, one's
4: that one's good. Yeah, but well, we got to go to New Haven
3: one day. And uh, I remember I took it home, and, I, and the rest area, I had to stop and make sure it was okay in the back of my <laughs> truck. And uh, I think my kids ate a little bit. My, my kids, I think, shared the one slice I brought home. <laughs> <laughs> so. But oh, uh God. good stuff it really is. I, the I two pizza. places I, I want to try in New
4: York though is one Jeff recommended He said John's on Bleecker Street which also uh Portnoy gave like a super high score. Like this mm. guy I try, he's he's dead on with the pizzas. He's had pizza literally every day for 5 years and he know all everything he's ranked it's been dead on like the places I've eaten at. The, the and, best mm-hmm. one
3: sorry, What's that? Oh no, and then uh, was that? Go ahead. The the one I don't see him all the time when he does the reviews, but yeah. one of the great ones was the kid that lowers the pizzas down from his window. Oh, I Did saw that, that one. one. I saw that, that was one. the best. The kid no. cooks him in his apartment, and people. It's not a pizza place, but like everybody online knows about. Yeah, it. the kid makes like twenty pizzas a day or something yeah. like that, and he lives on the second floor, and he lowers everything down on a rope and, and brings it up on a rope. It's like legit.
4: I saw that one. That was good. The other good one yeah, was, good. was when he kicked, when the guy kicked him out. Yeah, can Kentucky. He went back. And the kid. Is he's, that the one he went back to? That's the one he went back to, but he's filming the video and some like little dick comes out and goes, uh, guy, you have permission to be filming on my patio? And he goes, uh, <laughs> no. He goes, okay, well, I'm going to need you guys to leave. And he goes, all right, this pizza gets a 0.0. The place <laughs> shut down. Because yeah. it got yeah. it got like ten thousand negative reviews on Google, and the place yeah. literally had to close to like for like a year. Yeah, and then they reopened yeah. it. Like, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, but that the- was amazing. It was crazy. I mean, the guy like yeah. the own the owner of that place must have wanted to murder that guy. I mean, yeah. But then yeah. He- it
3: just shows you though how careful you have to be. You know, it's like
2: yeah, yeah.
4: But like, what? what, what you can get canceled. Why in was second. he?
3: Why was he doing
4: Cancel that? Cancel Culture. Yeah. yeah, but um, some people are flux. just just like yeah. That. yeah. He works like, at a yeah. pizza. What are you yeah. talking about? You work at a pizza. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. But the other one is, that I want to try in Brooklyn is Lucali. That one's an interesting uh, one. There. You got to look up videos on Lucali. It's like this guy. He opened this restaurant up. He had no idea how to make pizzas. He learned from one like one of these like legend pizza makers in Brooklyn. The place you walk in the place it looks like like literally someone's like kitchen. Like it's this teeny yeah. tiny little place. There's mm-hmm. lines out the door. You have to wait hours how, every night. The pizzas look that's unreal. That's
3: how the North End is. Yeah, a uh, the restaurants. It's like the first floor of a triple decker. Yeah, and it's just somebody's apartment that was converted into a restaurant. Yeah, no, it's like the size there.
4: of my room. It's crazy. Yeah,
3: yeah the guy's there's, great there's a though. Place um reno's in boston it's very well known and no parking lot no nothing no place to park it's right in the middle of east boston the most annoying
2: thing when you try yeah. to go to eat somewhere oh my like, god you just can't
3: well the, the the part that was really tough about this is they um they they were on featured on tv and it was like an hour wait to get in there Then mm-hmm. like all the locals would go there and it was like a four hour wait and people were pissed and the guy built a restaurant across the street and another house, just so he could accommodate people. And I don't know what it's called. It's Italian, but the name of it is for, it's called Before and After. So mm-hmm. you can go there before your dinner or after for dessert. <laughs> but you can't because you can't get it in the restaurant because it's so small. Oh my god! You know, and uh, it, the place we go to close to us. And I don't know if I ever brought you guys there, but it's called. Um, oh shit! What, I can't think of the name of it.
2: It's a good name for a restaurant.
3: No, no. <laughs> Nappies. <laughs> I just lost them. Like, but they it's all Italian. They have uh no menu. And it's funny uh, you go going there. it's the same thing. It was just a little place, a little Italian place that they would cook food for the locals and um it just got bigger and bigger. Same thing. He was featured on T V and it's just, you know, I need reservations. But everybody always goes there like, How do you know what to get? It's like Assel, have you ever been to a fucking Italian restaurant? Like it's right. the same thing. Yeah. It's the same like, show. You know, I mean, they come what out. and rattle everything. Out. Yeah, they rattle yeah. everything off, and they, everything's homemade. And uh, you know, we love the kids. Always want to go there, like if we like celebrate a birthday or something like that. You know, nappies, but but yeah.
4: Well, I, but one last thing about food. I'll tell you where we gotta go is twenty minutes in with and with, food. with my the pizza one, cast. We yeah. gotta go with my father. We will go to Peter Luger's. That's for steak.
2: But see, but is see, are your Peter Luger's good? Because I've been to Peter Luger's. What the Long Island one times. I've been to Peter Luger's, Cooper... uh, What's the other one? Fucking, uh, what's it called? Cooper's Steakhouse? I don't know. I've been to a bunch of these, like, Long Island and New York City steakhouses. Not one time have I been, like, really impressed by, like, a Peter Luger's steak. You've been to the Brooklyn Peter Luger's in Williamsburg? Yes, I have been to the Williamsburg. You don't don't like that? It was, like... It was fine. It wasn't, like... And, and everybody, wow. can I remember? I How about with my, Frank's?
3: How about Frank's Steakhouse in Cambridge? I've
2: never you been guys, to Frank's Steakhouse. Yes, you have. Cambridge. That's where we go. Oh, yeah. That's, that's where we, we went. Fight oh, yes. over the
3: bill. The fight yes. over the bill, remember? Yes.
2: That was your birthday. My birthday. That was a good steak. But that was a I, steak. I've been to the, the, there's a Peter Luger's across the street from my um uh There's only two. That must there's be the one. only one, right? There's there's two, yeah, I think. Only, uh, I think it's a Peter Luger's. No, I can't remember.
4: There's one in Long That's Island, another... i think, and There's one, and there's one in Brooklyn.
2: Yeah, the Great Neck one. Okay. So okay, no, so it's not Peter Luger. So there's, okay, there's a Peter yeah, Luger yeah, and Great Neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to that one. I've been to okay. the one in Brooklyn. Um, I can't believe you don't like that.
3: What's it like, Del Frisco's or something? Like a.
2: It's just like an old world steakhouse. Yeah, you know, but, the, it's, the, but it's but the waiters wear like a like a fucking tuxedo and. But it's it's all German. Oh, wow. Brian it's, Cooper. A,
4: it's all German. It's a it's a old German steakhouse, but like it's been mm-hmm. they got ripped because they're nasty in there. in the New York Times, and mm-hmm. I don't know how it's been since that whole article came out. But it's well, the most yeah. famous steakhouse in New York. P- people think it's the best one. I think it's unbelievable. Like the, from the yeah. steak to the ba- I mean to the bacon. Like would they
3: get ripped? Would they just because be they're, they're
4: no 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 because <laughs> they're like. Just the experience, like their pains in the asses in there. Like you go yeah, in, you wait. Yeah. They make you wait on purpose. Like they're just, yeah. it's a yeah. pain in the ass. They,
2: they you don't need customer service because people, yeah, people will go there. Like there are probably people in Brooklyn that have gone there every like Saturday for dinner yeah. for like a hundred years, like families, you know, because it's like it's an institutional kind of place. That's very similar to this place, Bryant and Cooper, which is across from my office. There's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of those, and they're supposed to be you know this like amazing. Uh, steakhouse I don't know I think any place that's been around that long um, and they like all they don't have to change I feel like they either they either age gracefully or they just progressively get shittier and shittier You know, and it's also, too, like, think about, like, what the labor pool is like now. Like, where, like, a waiter, like, 30 years ago or 40 years ago that worked at one of those steakhouses probably really gave a shit about their job, you know, and, like, really cared about the experience and knew all the customers. Now it's, like, whoever they can get to, like, be a waiter, you know, like, who the hell wants to be a waiter? I haven't been...
4: Back to Peter Luger's in like probably over a year or two, just because we haven't gone in the pandemic and everything. But when every single time I've been there, it's 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 legit. Like it's mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean everything's unbelievable. The the, the the salad and the bacon they bring out the thick cut bacon, the steaks, the the desserts they bring out with the whipped cream. You don't have you don't remember the schlag?
2: Um, and it was a long time ago that dude, I went there, dude. I.
4: Pff- I don't know.
2: When are you starting your? I'm, I'm uh, a little bit YouTube angry. Channel. I'm a little
4: bit angry that you have a problem with Peter Luger's because because I dude, hear the last that you time eat went, a frozen egg hockey puck sandwich every morning. So I don't dude, know if I could trust your opinion.
2: The last time I went to Peter Luger's, the last <laughs> time I went to Peter Luger's in Brooklyn with yeah. my dad, and my dad was like an old school like kind of steak guy. Yeah, I remember at the end of the meal, he was pissed like. Everything was either undercooked or overcooked. It was the whole experience was
4: terrible to the
2: point where the guy came over. Oh, they're bastards
4: like, in there though. Like, like let's and, say and he, it did come was out like, wrong. You know what?
2: Yeah. Don't, don't They won't. Like, you know what? I, yeah, no, they don't do anything. They don't do anything. They don't give a shit. No, I agree with you with that. They're like, that's the way we cooked it. He was like, well, fuck you. I'm not. It's like a 500 bill by the time you leave there. You know. happened to
3: my, my mother-in-law's retirement party? We went to like an old-style restaurant up on the North Shore. And uh, my steak comes out. First of all, like you know, it was like a party of like twenty, mm-hmm. and um, they're like, "Oh, we don't." They don't like their club steaks, and they're like, "Oh, we don't have any clubs, but well, we can give you this." Like it was like a pain in the ass from the beginning. So I get my steak. It is the fucking worst steak I've ever had in my life. And I'm like, Was it like the one we had anything. in England? Oh, that dude, horse it meat? Just, it was horrible. So all of a sudden, my <laughs> father-in-law goes, "You know what?" He's got a couple of me goes. This steak's horrible. I'm gonna say something. I go, "Yeah, Paul." He's like, "My steak's kind of." A little rough, too. Dude, out of 20 people, I think 17 of them were bad, right? Oh, wow. And the place, they came out, they apologized, they they did the right thing, they gave everybody food again. It was almost like, and my thing always is like, my wife's always like, don't complain. I was like, it's not complaining, like, I always take it as like, if I owned a restaurant and I had served a piece of meat that was bad, like, they're not tasting every piece of meat that goes out the door. Like, they might have gotten screwed by a supplier. If you don't tell That's them, true too. like, they, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's, they can't, you know, go through everything, but it was horrible. They lost a ton of money that night, the, yeah. the, the people, but, um.
4: You know, what, some people, somebody is, can get sucks. sick, though, you know?
3: Yeah, yeah, no, and I just always felt like that. Like, it's just like, you know, I mean, I just was texting a kid this morning, this kid that bought some cutting boards off me, bought what his parents want, and, um, they, they broke during shipping, and I had to remake them and do them, and it, and it cost me money because I was selling them for nothing anyways. I just wanted the wood out of my shop. And he's like, Jesus, I didn't know. And, you know, and it's like, but my thing is, like, it's not that kid's fault. Like, I need to make the situation right, like, mm-hmm. even if it costs me money. It's like, you know, and, like, that's how it was with this place. It's like they had to remake 17 steaks, you know, and it's like, otherwise people are going to be pissed. You know, there used to be a restaurant on Route 1 just north of Boston, called the Hilltop, and it's gone now, but the um, sign's still there. It's a huge cactus on Route 1.
2: Oh, I've and seen that, that before. Oh,
3: yeah, it's legendary. It's a national yeah. landmark, I believe, now. But um, now it's like a strip mall and all that shit. But it, they just tore it down probably about four or five years ago. But when I was a kid, that place, there would be a line, no lie, two hours to get in there, and it probably sat um, I, I would have to guess like 4,000 people it had it was like four different re- like um rooms like one was like the Santa Fe room this and they were known for making real strong drinks and like everybody where I grew up got pulled over for a DWI for pulling out of the hilltop because anybody' leave. yeah it. anybody that came out of there and I think that was part of the demise with it but it was sad because in the end it was like one it was like four separate restaurants and only one was open like in the end and it was like half full and you just knew they were going under but um, you know that's what happens with a lot of these places. Like they don't change with the times. The place we went to, Frank's in Cambridge, that place has been around for probably seventy-five years. I would have to guess. Like when I was a little that place kid, was good. That place was old, you know, when I was a mm-hmm. kid. And it's just um, you know, it's nothing fancy or not, anything like that. But it's you know, good steaks at a good price, and uh, you know, that's it. You know, so that was that was you know, a good meal. Yeah, I mean back then, restaurants weren't like they are now. There was no chain restaurants. Like there mm-hmm. wasn't like. Uh, you know, like I don't know the name of these stupid ass steak. They're like franchised. Like, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, like they're all franchises. So
2: Longhorn. Yeah,
3: like Longhorn. Like we yeah. didn't have that. like Applebee's. Longhorn is just an
2: expensive stuff. Applebee's.
3: Yeah, you know, you know? It's, it's like it was just like you went to like a steak place, like the Hilltop, mm-hmm. if you wanted steak. If you wanted Chinese, you went to a Chinese place. Like nothing was like a chain and, mm-hmm. and all that bullshit. But and it, it is, um, it is different. But I don't know. Well, it's a tough business. I to can be in tra- a
2: I can transition this restaurant talk yeah. into my do actual it. Do work it. Do talk. It. Do so, right. yeah, yeah, twenty five minutes in. All right. So I've got so yeah. Every you guys know, and and more. I guess more and more people know now because I've been talking about it more. But my day job, right? So I work for the the hedge fund as a owners rep, and you know I've been in construction for a long time. So my friend calls me up. She's opening a restaurant, and she basically needs an owner's rep to be involved with it and she's a she's a baker she makes cakes she actually made the cookies that I've been silently eating while we've been recording this podcast and she wanted me to do a bunch of the interior stuff for her like she asked me about doing like tables and doing chairs and all these she things these signs she's going to need some signs <laughs> nice. um so it's it's a good job um and but the problem is she has to she she bought an old restaurant she has to totally renovate it and re basically rebuild it and she needs someone to like advocate for her on it so i'm gonna come in i'm gonna step in as like a kind of like a construction manager for her just to get her through the job make sure she's not getting Um,
4: screwed by all the
2: contractors yeah and just to make sure that like you know she doesn't have she's she's trying to do it on a budget so she doesn't have like a traditional like single general contractor that's managing the whole job you know she's got an electrician a plumber and a carpenter basically so i'm gonna kind of just keep them all together um, and then I'm going to wind up doing a lot of the decorative stuff once it's completed. But it's funny because you know it, it'll be a good, it'll be an interesting job. What did somebody's pipe burst? What the hell is that?
4: I'm trying to figure uh-huh. that out. I hear it in my headphones.
2: Huh? I don't like, hear it. I hear like water rushing. Um. Anyway. Uh. So. Funny. I don't hear that. Uh, it might, yeah, maybe maybe we should take your headphones throw. off, see if you. Maybe it's happening at your house. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, so I'm going to help her get this job done. Um, and then once it's completed, she was like, oh, you know, like um, you're never going to pay for food when you come to the restaurant. blah blah." And it's going to be like a Brooklyn style, like brunch and bakery place, like one of those places mm. where there's like a line outside for two hours on a Sunday morning. So I said to her, I was like, listen, I said, I will pay for the food. That's fine. I said, but I never want to have to wait for a table. I was like, that's what I want. (laughs) Cause she is such an incredible cook. And it's going to be one of those places where like, if you guys came to visit, we wouldn't be able to go because we wouldn't have like three hours to wait to sit. So I said, I said, Chelsea, just make sure that whenever I want to eat, there's like a table in the back. And you tell everybody there that I'm like the health department, and I just get to sit down and eat without having to wait. I was like, that's the only thing I want out of, in return for this for this uh, for this service. So yeah, it should be fun though. I'm, I'm looking forward to to getting involved with it. I've done, I just did a cafe and like a whole kitchen at my building in New Jersey, so I have some experience with it. But once you get into that like health department shit, it really gets like complicated. Yeah, I bet. you know, no, they come so out crazy. and check every single thing and. It, it, such a you
3: pain know, such a crazy story with the health department <clears throat> we i excuse me i do a lot of work you know inside you know buildings and stuff for the pizza, pizza place, place. Yeah, yeah delivering supplies and so there's a very very famous restaurant back to the food locally <laughs> people wait to get into and i'm working in there for about a week and the place is just filthy like uh, like not to ruin it for people. Most restaurants, the kitchens, just because oh, it's yeah. so high volume, they get a little nasty. But this mm-hmm. one was like a little bit over the top. So I, I'm i working in this other restaurant a, a couple weeks later, and it's like this new, like it's a fast food type place, but everything's fresh, nothing frozen, and it's like barbecue chicken, and the guy has this place where he marinates it, and it's like in a tumbler. They mm-hmm. take the chicken out, and then they just turn it, and all the... Barbecue sauce dumps into a trap a, a, Like a drain in the floor And they hose it down So I'm walking in and out and the guy from the Board of Health is there inspecting it And he's making a big deal that he Doesn't have like a shield built A stainless steel shield built around it So the contractor's is telling him like If I build the shield the drum not going to turn It's not going to splash blah 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 So they're arguing about that So the guy doesn't get his certificate to open up Because he doesn't have a freezer they have no room for a freezer, and that's like his thing—nothing frozen. Oh, so the guy mm. from the board of health says you have to have a freezer; it's required by state law. This is why Massachusetts drives me crazy. So the what guy if they goes, don't want to "No, that's what he says." He
2: goes, "Just because you have a goes, freezer doesn't mean you have to put anything in it." Yeah.
3: So the guy's like, "No, like that's my thing. Everything's fresh, nothing frozen. It's like in our logo, right?" They argued they would not give it to him. So I said to the guy, I "says." you guys are breaking this guy's chops. I was like, I was just working over this other place, and nobody says anything. He goes, oh, he's been a pillar of the community for 30 uh, years and has a lot of connections. Yeah. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. I was like, you know, it, it was just crazy to me. It's like, how does this guy get a pass? This guy's got this beautiful brand-new place, and because he doesn't have a freezer, mm-hmm. they're going after him, but... That's the way it you goes. You should go to, that's like, uh, Home Depot
4: and get a little tiny mini fridge with the freezer yeah. compartment yeah. and
2: just yeah. sit it over yeah. in the yeah. corner. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I mean, that's basically what we just had to do in my, my building in Jersey. It was like, you know, the, the so we had a uh, uh, the restaurant vendor that we used. He has a pre-inspector, basically a guy that used to work for the health department that you pay to come out and go yeah. through your kitchen first yeah. and yeah. audit it. And then he gives you, like, essentially a, an official health department-style report. But he doesn't work for the health department. Then when yeah. the health inspector comes, he's there too. So if she tries – or he or she from the health department tries to, like, cite you on something, he can be like, no, no. Like, that that refrigerator doesn't have to be 37 degrees. Yeah. It can be 35 yeah. or 35 to 40 degrees, and this one's 38, so, like, move along. And yeah. you pay this guy thousands of thousands of dollars, but you know it's like anything. It's like having yeah. somebody uh, do pre-inspections you know? on your building. You know, yeah. I, um, I knew a
3: girl that did that for dentists. She yeah. would do the inspections for them and then do the thing. But so, but back to tools. What else? What else did you get? I, did Dude, I get tell some tell new us tools about the vice you're working on. Tell oh my god! Tell vice. us about that. There's got to be a story there.
2: Um. Let's see. Is there a good story about? It? I mean, it was just. A, it's been. A, it's been a really fun project, but it's been so much freaking work. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. Um, I caught
3: it the, in the morning. I didn't see how the, the progress was made in the afternoon. But how? How did it come out?
2: It's coming out good. So that's actually, that's a, that's a good story, that Vice. My my buddy's grandpa, um, this, like, old Italian guy, just had, like, a bunch of stuff in his garage one day and somehow wound up texting me, and he had beautiful 5-inch Wilton. The thing looks like it's never been used. It's in, like, perfect shape, no, like, scratches. The only thing that's wrong with it is it looks like it's been spray-painted a couple times, you know, but it's not, like, damaged at all. But I wanted a swivel base for it, so I drew one up in, in uh, SketchUp, And then I used the plasma table to cut some solid three-quarter-inch plate, um, which was an experience. Three-quarter inch is the the maximum. Yeah, the three-quarter is the maximum that my plasma table will cut. So it was definitely, um, you know, it was definitely – it didn't have – it doesn't have any problem getting through the material. It's just, like – and Paul knows from his plasma table, but, like, getting the the bevel of the cut right is all about, like, the torch height, the pierce height – the, the speed, and if it's too slow, it'll cut one way. If it's too fast, it'll cut the other way. Even at
4: how high um, or low it is, I think affects the the way the bevel comes out or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, yep,
2: and your air pressure. There's so many different factors, but what I was saying to Paul was like, I, I had so little of the 3 quarter inch plate to mess yeah. with. I didn't like I couldn't spend the time to like dial it in. You know, mm-hmm. like I really just had to like make a test cut, make sure it was going to pierce and then just cut the part. So, because of that, I had to go through and like remachine a bunch of shit and like it's going to be so funny when the video comes out. So, I took the the sp- kind of spanner that goes underneath the vice that like locks it and I put it in the lathe and I tried to turn down the outside of it and like When you plasma cut, the edge that's plasma cut is really hard, right? Because it's getting pierced by the plasma, and it's cooling really fast. So it's, like, quenched almost. So it is, like, it just was shredding the inserts on my lathe. Yeah, and it's got all that,
4: like, like, iron oxide on it, which is hard,
2: you know? So hard. You can hear it when, when it hits the insert on the lathe. You can hear it. It's, like, it sounds like it's hitting a piece of hardened steel, like when a file skates across a blade. So I torched a bunch of inserts. I made a huge mess all over my lathe shooting, like, flaming chips. Like, literally the chips were red hot. I burned – I got a, a – chip went into my sweatshirt, Ooh, and I oh couldn't God. get it out, and I burned That's my neck. Worst. I have, like, yeah. a little burn on my neck because yeah. a hot chip yeah. got in my hoodie, and I couldn't get to it, and I it just burned through my skin. So otherwise, how, does, how does came heavy out really iron nice, though? Chris
4: You know how that guy Heavy Iron Chris oh, he told God, me about yeah. That yeah. he's turning these huge forgings that are completely covered in scale. What mm-hmm. what kind of yeah. inserts is he using? I it's don't amazing. Know. He
2: uses special ones. I've actually seen him talking about. It. If you guys don't follow, uh, for the listeners out there, if you guys don't follow, his, his name is Heavy Iron Chris. He uses uh, a a vertical turret lathe. So a vertical turret lathe is like imagine. A, like a traditional lathe that you're thinking of but turn on it On
3: steroids yeah
2: well and also turn it so that the headstock is is parallel with the ground so that when you have a part that's so heavy that you can't support it on its side he just basically plops the part on there and then it's like running nice How and slow is that? his I think, like I think he has four, a i think he has inches? a 40 a 40 or 48 inch he's a couple of turret lathes
3: I would love to see the chips, like get a oh, they of those like, chips. Oh, dude! Yeah, when they yeah. fall, the sound of them,
2: like it's like it's he'll like do. Still. He'll he'll do. Uh, he's posted on Instagram a few times where he'll have one ton of chips from a project. He'll have a two thousand pound hopper, like a two thousand pounds worth of chips in a hopper that he'll scrap after a project's done. Wow! Yeah, yeah. Uh, he must make a goddamn fortune because he yeah, turns not like pillars that have loads yeah like no.
3: that. No. But the only thing is like, not you know the trade off like everything he has has mm-hmm. got to cost a fortune. Like, so, you know what I yeah, mean? Like the knives, like like but it just the
2: inserts are really expensive. Yeah, it's yeah, funny because yeah, I see I mean? those like, style lathes like. I'm sure in the it's garbage. not a cheap.
3: It's not a cheap business to be in. I'm sure. No, like, to no, operate, no. Like
2: yeah, and and to get the reputation of being able to turn those parts accurately because it's not like he can just manually. go and say like oh shit yeah. yeah. Like he, he yeah, he does, it's all manual. Somewhere in the Canada. south, I think.
4: I thought he was Canada. Really?
2: I I thought he was in Tennessee. Maybe oh, I'm thinking really? of uh. There's another guy with a big vertical turret lathe uh, that I follow. Who's definitely from like Tennessee or Arkansas. You can hear it in his accent. Um, but either way, I mean, I've seen those lathes go real cheap because like who's using yeah, them? Like, but like yeah. you know, if he overshoots one dimension by like oh, a God. fraction, oh, and he lo- and he loses out on the on the turn on the blank, you yeah. know like. Each one of those blanks has to be a couple thousand dollars, even just in in raw material. So you know, there's really no room for error. But yeah, it's really really cool. Um, he's using a big
4: but I micrometer think, on those.
2: Yeah, I think that's his. Uh, I think that's the reason he's able to cut those those parts, like you were saying. Derek, are you, in, are you in are right you in Texas right now? Derek, did a Derek, listen, first. What? Derek uh, what? Derek, take your headphones off. Do you hear water rushing in your in your
4: I think Derek is in Dallas right now. Oh, it just turned off.
2: All right, next time we hear it, we'll have to solve the problem of the water rushing. No,
3: it's silent. There's no water near me. It's It's, gone now. It was just there. Yeah, but I'm just saying physically, there's nothing near me. That's why I don't record over the side. that's weird.
2: Huh. Yeah, maybe you're having a Dallas... uh, I'm wondering
3: if there's something... Uh, the, there's windows by me though. I'm wondering if something outside maybe. Can we talk about Texas
2: though? We got to talk about.
3: I Texas. mean, guys, be careful though, because some people take it a little touchy. I almost post. I was going to post something the other
2: day. I was going to post something the other day on Instagram about about the Texas thing because what I don't understand and listen, it's I I so what I think what a lot of people don't realize and a lot of these videos of, of these apartment buildings is that once your fire system freezes and breaks mm. the water will not stop.
4: Oh yeah. You can't
2: stop it. It will run forever and that's why you've been seeing these videos. I don't know if you guys have seen them but there'll be a video of a high rise and water rushing off of every single balcony and you can hear the fire alarm going off because when the when in a fire system as soon as water as soon as the the flow of water is de- is detected in the pipes for a fire system the alarm goes off so if you break a sprinkler head if you cut a pipe if you turn on a valve when the system's off the alarm goes off it happens to me every mm. week in my building in jersey so every building's fire system is freezing and it is high pressure ultra high volume water oh, dude, that's crazy it's insane it's insane. But what I what I was gonna say in my Instagram the other day, and I took it down because I didn't want to offend anybody. Because I know like people have died from this. It's a, it's a really yeah. truly horrible thing, um, and it's a real sh- you know it's just a horrible thing to watch that you know that part of the country anywhere get devastated. But why don't people own generators in Texas? Like, everybody I know, right? I know has a generator. Everyone here has and a generator. Everybody has a generator. That, and I would think that Texas has, like, high hurricanes. winds, hurricanes, yeah, right? tornadoes. Yeah. Like, wouldn't they lose power all the time? Like, yeah. I, I don't know.
4: I, it, it's right? crazy. Like, yeah. But it's you know what it. else is crazy? And there's a little bit of irony here is that, you know, some people in Texas, they want to, like, secede from the union, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Like and they they kind of are very independent as a state and they have their mm-hmm. entire power grid is only through is only Texas like they don't share a grid like most of the other yeah. states do, and it's like God I mean it's I guess that's good until it isn't and it's not good right now like you know because they have not there's no way to get power in there you know yeah it's crazy it's like what are they gonna do and then you I see saw the stories
2: about the guys with the power bills like their bills are going no. up like. Some guy got a $17,000 electric bill because they raised the rate of the electricity, like, based on supply and demand.
4: Oh, they're going to gouge
2: people? You know, That's insane. Want, want That's, like, something? criminal. He's never going to wind up paying it. No, like, I know, but they're going to
4: try to gouge people yeah. on electricity? It's like... And then I saw, Do like... if know a true story real quick? Whoa, whoa.
3: If, if I didn't talk to people, like, on Instagram or anything, I wouldn't even know something was going on in Texas. Oh, really? I don't watch any news. I don't yeah. listen to any news or any. I I would have no idea. I the only thing I know about those high rises with the water is because Jordan sent me a couple of clips and stuff. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even know anything's going on in Texas. I I am yeah. totally just like zoned out right now. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I'm just I get you
3: so bad. I'm just bad though. I just like sometimes I I think I'm like maybe I should like kind of pay a little bit of attention. <laughs> but I just like being in my own little world. Uh, but that's, go ahead, it's mm-hmm. nice. If you hear the no, water, raise your hand it, or something. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah.
2: It's just crazy. It's just crazy, um, it's just crazy what, what's going on over there. It, it's it's really wild. Yeah,
3: I, I was thinking the same thing because I get it with the snow and everything. And it's funny because I think I did mention it last week or whatever it was. My neighbor that just moved to Texas, he was waiting for a four-wheel drive truck. Mm-hmm. And the guys laughed at him because he's like, it doesn't snow here. And he goes, well, maybe I want to go off-road. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. But I think, like, around here, like... Like, you know, when I was buying my truck, I tried to buy a used truck, and you can't buy a used 4x4 truck around there here. they a ton of money. Everybody has them, you know, mm-hmm. and there's a reason they have them. I mean, I understand down there it doesn't snow, but I always th- felt like when people say, oh, it's like a 100-year thing or whatever, like... Don't people assume, like, that's going to happen again? Like, I mean, like, here, right now, we with, like, building codes, we have to use, like, hurricane ties. And, yeah. You know, tornadoes. Like, that doesn't happen around here. It happens once in a, you know, blue moon, but it does happen. So, like, we prepare for it. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just the the thought process. And, I mean, Massachusetts is very heavy regulated. So, you know, I guess it is good when things happen. But, yeah, when shit hits you know, the fan, like, Yeah. I, Yeah, you know, I was talking to somebody, and he'll know who he is, because he was like, you know, what do I do? It was like the first night, you know, the pipes were freezing. He had no idea what to do. And the next day I was like, dude, I would get in my car, and I would leave. Like, right now. Like, you need Mm -hmm. to leave. Like, you don't wait. Like, that's the biggest mistake, just like anybody with people doing a disaster. They wait for somebody to help them. And I've always learned I'm not going to wait. Like, my kids know. If the shit hits the fan, like we have a place in another state where mm-hmm. we will meet, you know, mm-hmm. because it's like you got to get out of Dodge when things go bad because we've had a couple. Then you're stuck in there. Here we were, like our water mm-hmm. supply was was ruined one time.
2: And I was I was in fan. Boston for that. We're, it was a shit yeah, show.
3: Yeah. Like shit gets bad real fast. People think like, oh, we got weeks of food here. No, you don't. No. You have two day supply at the supermarket yeah. and mm-hmm. then it's done. And everybody buys everything, even mm-hmm. things they don't need. So it's like you got to be ready to get the hell out of town. And yeah. that's why you know people sometimes think I'm crazy with the way I act and the things I do. But I tell you, you're not going to catch me with my pants. Yeah, I mean you're not full <laughs> doomsday prepper, but no, you're no, you know you you you're you got yeah, uh, you you to have, have some. Yeah, you got to have a plan. Stop. Yeah, you know, and and I think a lot of people down there will have plans after this. Yeah, and then it won't snow for two hundred years. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying to somebody. Yeah. You know, all these towns are going to go out and spend five million dollars on snow equipment in twenty years from now. People are going to be uh, you know voted out of office because they wasted all <laughs> well, this money. You all know? the you can't win.
4: All the problems to me, the biggest problem is that power grid situation. Yeah, because that's what yeah. sparked. The, you know, no heat, no power, no, you know, nothing. The pipes freezing, everything's going to shit. Like, it's one thing if, you know, they don't have, pl- I don't expect Texas to have, you know, snow plows in every town. Yeah. But, like, mm-hmm. because they could bring them in yeah. from yeah. other or states. Or salting trucks, or, anything. Yeah, like you that. know. That's totally understandable. Yeah. But it's, the power the, it's the no grid,
2: generators seems crazy to it's me. It's
4: like, you no know, generators, no, no, no. And then the other video, I saw a video about talking about the United States power grid and how outdated it is. And that some mm-hmm. company or some somebody did a study on you know what would happen if like these ten major grids went down like across like ten mm-hmm. major cities, and it could be like an entire blackout in the entire country. Like the the, the mm-hmm. power grid that we have is not rated for the the amount of volume we're pumping through it. We're like pushing it yeah. to the limit, and so it's something's got to change, or else there could be a bad problem you know in in
3: 1998 I think it started in 97 Samantha was born in 97 and she was a month old so it was like January of 98 I believe there was a nice storm in Maine New Hampshire Massachusetts New England basically and the whole power grid was down and it, it, it was horrible you know it um you know it just you know we went up to Maine and we were stationed up there for months working you know with um Restoration of all the pizza places. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, it is, it's it's crazy when it happens. And it's like, you know, it's it's big money for people to update these things. And it's like, and then it's like, on the other hand, you know, we had, um, I think it was three years ago, maybe, or maybe more, maybe 2015, we were getting two feet of snow every Sunday, every other week. And it was ridiculous. It was like four storms back to back. It was the most snow we've ever had. And um, you know, those was, everybody was without power, mm-hmm. and everybody complained. But then people don't realize, like if you don't want to get power outages, you need to cut all the trees back from all the power. That's outages, what they're right? doing here. Finally, exactly, it's but insane. In a lot of these nice communities, you get people say, "Oh, don't kill the trees." Listen. Okay, well, we won't kill the trees, but you know what? When they come down on your power yeah, line, yeah, or on top of you your head, no problem. Yeah, you know, and so it's like a double edged sword. It's like the preventative stuff. That's why all like pretty much all new communities, all the utilities have to be underground. That's the way it should be, no exception. It's the way it should be. Yeah, it looks nice, nicer, and it's um, it's in the long run, it's cheaper. The upfront cost is so high, but it's um, you know, it's safer. It is for everybody, you know. And um, I don't know. It's hopefully they get through it and figure it out, but. It, like you said, I I would have thought people would have generators just because that's what people do. I yeah, mean, I, yeah. I don't
4: know. I, it's so different in other parts of the country. Like, yeah, I, I yeah. you know it's funny. Like some people are like, "What the hell even is a basement?" Like, right? They know. just don't I, have basements. <laughs> I didn't realize like, that. Yeah, I said
3: that to my friend. I, I said, "He goes, how do I stop the the uh, the shut off for outside?" He mm-hmm. says, "Well, go in your basement, shut the water off." He goes, "I don't have that here. I don't know what you're saying." I was like you don't have yeah, like who has stuff. a basement yeah, it's crazy. house like yeah so it's yeah know. so maybe i'll show around my basement yeah. today and they can get excited when the power comes on they can see mm. what the basement looks like
2: right they'll be like wow so do they, so they have some... like a
3: utility room like in their house <laughs> yeah with their stuff like where's their stuff it's in a closet it's in a closet a, yeah. florida, florida style yeah. Yeah. florida taking up
2: taking florida. up room it's you know what's incredible i mean it's incredible is not the right word but like you
3: almost snuck a tool story into it almost yeah, almost,
2: almost <laughs> um but like like this shit happens in Texas and yeah. then you've got like those other gulf coast places that are probably looking at them like like imagine you know imagine the kind of shit talk that must have come out of Texas when like hurricane katrina oh, happened, yeah, yeah, like yeah. when something oh, happens yeah. in florida yeah. and then you got this and you got like it's it's so like it's just such an interesting case study in people Yeah, I hear the water now. Oh,
4: there we go. Uh. Oh. What is that? (laughs) Jeff's like, that's the hot water. Jeff's like, that's the hot water line running to the upstairs bathroom. Like, he's that specific.
2: (laughs) Jeff, you're right. Yeah. Jeff, you got it. Um the uh the the case study in different people right you've got half the people in texas like doing instagram videos of them like dancing in the snow and like yeah. a bikini and then the other half it like, all started real yeah, fun. like everyone's it, like frozen in their house yeah seriously like they're pulling bodies got, know, at house every, every person i know every person i know that lives in texas has had something go wrong even andrew do you see andrew's house
3: no. Andrew oh Alexander, yeah, he had a pipe Blacksmith burst tools. He had yeah. a pipe
2: burst right above his TV. TV yeah, yeah, oh. I saw that. Right above he had a built-in like TV entertainment center right above his TV pipe oh. burst and flooded that out. Uh, ben Snur. The uh Oh, everything's our, our cow, freezing. Cowboy Cowboy blacksmith friend. Yeah, he had a uh, wherever wherever he lives. It, he didn't really post too much about it, but all I saw was him walking around his house in like muck boots, walking on the carpet, and you could hear the oh, squishing. Oh Shit. god! You know every every person, and like you know, I, I, it's so funny because I, uh, I I wonder like what i wonder if in like the big in like kind of the big communities you know like the big money communities like are they did they did they spend more time and insulate the houses better because you could have a beautiful well-built house if it's just not made for that climate it's not made for the climate you know yeah. like um because like i was thinking like i wonder what's going on at like joe rogan's house oh, you yeah, know dude, like you, in you, joe rogan's fine. like 10 million but even still pipes free pipe frozen pipes yeah. are frozen pipes. but you know he's got ted generator. cruz went he's to cancun fa- dude i dude
4: one of my one of the greatest i mean i had i, I it's, it's unbelievable i loved to see honestly i loved seeing that i mean
0: <laughs> me i'm not gonna say anything
4: work, about politics about it. he's one of the nastiest looking do- i mean god he's the slimiest looking guy dude me and my
2: partner were talking about it there i can't imagine how he doesn't have like a buddy with a jet That he couldn't have just been like, "Hey, Billy, like, could you fly me and my family to Cancun? We just want to get yeah. We got to sneak out under the radar. (laughs) The idea of getting on a commercial flight with the amount of like, it's unbelievable. I love, I love the memes of him with the braids in his hair. You know, Uh, like how every girl that goes to Cancun, oh yeah, with the little wrap in. And he and he put there's a meme that's like I didn't go to Cancun. What are you talking about? And it's like him with the braids in his hair.
4: I mean, like I know he's not gonna like be able to do anything. Say,
3: I'm not defending him, but like that's how I look at. Like who gives a shit? Like what's he gonna do? Like
2: I, don't, it's just I don't, a, get it. it's just a bad look. I get it. It's
3: like what are you? Yeah, doing?
2: it's yeah. just, it's just not. It's just not. I just, I just that stuff. Even good. even if you agree with him, the I idea don't, that but I just, like, but, um, what, I just always think. We're but probably th-
3: better off with them gone.
2: But I think I but That's I, I that agree, lot. he probably is gonna get in
3: the way. Well
2: no, but I, I think his I think him not realizing like on their way to the airport, like this might not be a good idea. Yeah, I, yeah and then, and then never, sh-
3: never ceases to amaze me. Yeah. Being,
2: that, yeah. So then he's in the airport and he's thinking this probably isn't a good idea. Then he's on the plane and he's probably realizing like people Everyone's are taking, taking pictures, pictures of, of him. And then yeah. it's like, hmm, this probably isn't a good idea. Then I wonder he if gets they want there, an autograph right then he gets there and then he he hops on a standby flight to come home the same day but then somebody found his his original flight information that he was supposed to stay for a week and then he starts saying oh well i was just chaperoning my daughters down yeah, to cancun yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's like dude flights are the most regulated thing probably in the country you know like like when when you sign up for a flight that record lives in perpetuity you know like there's no like getting around a, a flight log you know that's how they like track terrorists. So you it almost
4: just, gotta whatever. respect so the the just. He doesn't give a shit. Like no, he's no. just yeah. I'm Done going. I'm that. gonna
2: go to Cancun. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going.
4: Yeah, I I'm don't going. know.
2: My kids have a week off from school. I'm going. But well, now the animal rights activists are getting at him. Do you see that? For what for? Because he left his dog home. He left his dog in the house. Fr- fr- Dude, he left his dog in the. Fr- they, fr- he, <laughs> they left like a poodle <laughs> oh in the house God. in a, in a, in a house with no power. And um, oh, that's now, insane. I mean I that's terrible. I don't know if it, you know, I don't know if it was just like rumored or whatever. Because basically, there that, are yeah. photos of his house when he's in Cancun, and the you can see the his door. dog in the window.
4: Yeah, he got one of those, uh, you know, those those dog bowls that have the little tub, and it, you know, as the dog eats, <laughs> it refills. That's what he got. He gave it a cup. Maybe had somebody coming. Yeah, by maybe. Dog out. I mean,
2: who
3: knows.
2: I know, it's just so funny It is it is, it. it is funny, I, I was listening
4: it. to Tim Dillon He was on Joe, Tim Dillon's like my, one of my new favorite Freaking comedians
2: Oh, I was just listening to his Airbnb dude. story
4: Oh my god, dude, did you hear about what he was the saying lesbians. About the, le- the desert le- I see, he goes, I'm a, I was just playing that for my mom He goes, I'm in a high <laughs> o- he goes, I, This is one of the greatest sentences I've ever heard He goes, I'm in a high octane war With two desert lesbians it's like, like what even
2: is that? Like
4: that's a crazy sentence to
2: say. Oh my god! Any idea of us ever getting a sponsor just out the window? Well,
4: yeah. But I mean, he was he was
2: telling
4: like, because he just moved to Austin, and this he is goes
2: a total nonsensical episode. And of the podcast. he
4: goes, I, he goes to Joe. You know, I was considering suing you for make, for making me move down here. I mean, like, talk about a bad time to move. He moves down there a week later. The entire state is frozen. <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah that that's
4: that's a nightmare he's like i'm gonna go back to california
2: right i don't know pay a little bit more in taxes but at least you wouldn't uh at least you wouldn't be like dying freezing to death anyway Derek, how's your new sewing machine
3: um good it's funny because i was gonna mention that when you were talking about the test cuts on the um on the plasma table last night i was gonna send you a photo of like a bunch of leather that i've been stitching a whole cow that's been thrown away yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) instead of like the cow spots it's all lines up and down (laughs) but no it's good i um actually got in touch with the place i bought it from because i was having a little issue with um like the how do i want to put it the um capacity of the machine so i may be working something out with them to get it swapped out or figure it out what Mm -hmm. i'm going to do with it but uh No, I've been using it. I was actually, you know, it's funny, I haven't been on Instagram pretty much all week. And at night, instead of coming down here, I've been using the machine and uh, making a couple wallets and stuff like that and playing around with it. It's just enjoyable because it's like, it's kind of, well, it is in the uh, house and, you know, my wife's upstairs usually by herself. So it's nice to be able to kind of sit with her and do something, you know, stay busy. But um, I don't feel so guilty as not like being in the shop, you know. <laughs> it's like when but, I bring um, the 3D
2: printer home, I'm like, "Oh no, Angela, it's gonna yeah, be fine." She's like, "Oh, yeah. I got to listen to this thing for like 12 hours now."
3: <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But uh, the the new the old one's loud. The the Juki's like real loud. It's like just metal on metal. Like it's just you know an old machine. But uh, the new one's like silent. Like you really can't even hear it run. It's great. It's great. But no, it's been it's been good. You know, it's uh. It's a lot, though. It's just a lot to just, like I said, to dial it in. It's just mm-hmm. it's hard. But it, when it works, you know, when I get it done right, it works perfectly. And then, like, I'll try a different thread and a different you needle. Know, I'm like, oh fuck, I gotta stop this all <laughs> over, you know. So, but uh, but I'm not gonna. I gotta try to stay away from it because I gotta get stuff done in the shop that I'm working on. I'm working on an end table for my mother-in-law, and um, she's been waiting about two years for it, and uh, so I gotta get that done i'm working on that oh yeah weren't
2: you supposed to get those done by the end of this weekend
3: yeah yeah but we have work's been screwing me up we've been so busy at work and Mm -hmm. i've been working late a couple nights and it's just it's hard to get home at you know eight at nine o'clock at night and come down here i was fortunate enough that i could work late every night this week down here but um it's just i've just been tired i just had a lot going on um with some personal things And that's just mentally been draining So it's just It's been so hard to get down here this week mm-hmm. But uh, but today I'm going to be down here Today's Sunday For you Anybody listening And um, I'm going to be down here all day And late tonight And uh, get some stuff done So
2: Yeah that's kind of where I've been at It's like been hard to get started Especially because it's I mean your shop is warm But like I get yeah. into my shop At like 6 o'clock It's like You know 40 degrees in there I got to warm the place up it's like it's so hard to like uh, get motivated. That's yeah. why I like when I have a full day in there, I feel like I actually get a lot of shit done. But if it's like these yeah. these half days, I'm like, uh, you know, it kind of like yeah. drags. Yeah, it's tough. But, cause Paul, it's what, like, what have you been you up know, to? You've been making a bunch you know, of
3: uh... pick up before you start, you know, and all that bullshit. It's like, hmm Waste mm-hmm. time. Yeah,
2: Paul, you've been working on a lot of cool stuff. I see. Uh, yeah. Well, you got it, and you got a new machine coming soon. Do you sell I do. your Bridgeport
4: yet? I'm, I'm talking You're to a couple of people. I'm talking to a couple people
2: actually. So. I was um, going to say, I didn't post about it yet because I didn't really have, like, a photo of it. All I had was your yeah. story. But if you want, um, you know, if you already have buyers on the line, don't make it more complicated. Yeah, to...
4: yeah. I'll see what happens with them. And if, if yeah. you know, th- no one wants it, then I'll, I'll, I'll post it somewhere. But, yeah, I got a mm-hmm. new – I got a couple new tools, actually. One of them was the um, – you know, in the last episode. Was it the last episode or was it the episode before that? We were talking about the vent of uh, welding hoods. um. Mm.
2: I don't think you'd gotten yours yet. I didn't get it cuz
4: I didn't even order it cuz and you made me, you know, you 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 convinced me to get it and it was mm-hmm. a great decision cuz it's like
2: Have you used it yet?
4: Oh yeah, it works great. It works I awesome. used mine
2: all day yesterday. I was it's like so nice. it was so nice. No yeah. you, you it's, feel it's, so much it, better. Yeah, I mean it's definitely like, you know, it's I I definitely notice a difference between that and my regular hood just cuz it's heavier. It's a little like, heavier, yeah. Be. But um, it it definitely makes a difference for sure.
4: Yeah, and it's, and in the summer I think it's gonna be great because it's like air conditioning oh, yeah. on your face. Like that's gonna be mm-hmm. that's what I'm excited about. Like sometimes yeah. I put it on now I'm like oh god it's a little cold in here, but like <laughs> dude I, yesterday <laughs> like, I was outside
2: grinding with that on. Oh you're probably freezing. And it was freezing. See, it that was is the one in. problem.
3: Oh it was gotta, so cold. I, I mean it was still
2: heated. like I was moving a lot so I was kind of getting like warm. Yeah. But like it was uh it was not warm air. And, and you know what the problem was? I was actually uh, getting a little bit of fog on the lens too because the air was so cold. Oh. You know, and like you're breathing but um but yeah, anyway, talk about your new Bridgeport.
4: Yeah, so I, I was on an auction well, I found an auction on Bitspot and then it was actually right near my, you know, my house like 20 minutes away, so I went and checked out the stuff. And they had some pretty nice stuff there and I ended up getting a 2 horsepower variable speed. That's like the last the last model they made, right? Before they stopped. Mm-hmm, the
2: series 1.
4: Yeah, so it's the I guess the Do they make any bigger ones or no, not really. It's two, They right? do.
2: They make a Series, Well, there's and that's like a bigger series, horsepower, you yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. I think No, 2 horsepower is the biggest Bridgeport uh like motor size. Then there's the mm-hmm. series uh there's the Series 2 Bridgeports, which are, like, a totally different animal. Different.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah.
2: They're a huge machine. Like, a gotcha. Series 2 Bridgeport's, like, a 4,000-pound machine or something. Gotcha. I, I forget if it's Series 2 or Series 1. I get them confused. But, um, yeah, no, it's a totally different thing. It's got square ways, you know. But oh, you got, okay. like, basically the most... the Kind of the most recent version of yeah. the, the Bridgeport. Which
4: I'm really excited about. Because my other one was great, but it's, like, this one's, like, you know, a little... Bigger motor, a little newer, and mm-hmm. I got it for a good price. So I'm like, you know, I'm gonna probably break even on the whole transaction. I know. Just I just the amount of milling I do, it's like, what I could, I could always get another one, you know, if yeah, I really, yeah. I know. know. There's so many out there. So it's like, in the way I have the shop set up now, where my machining tools are, they're kind of jammed in mm-hmm. between like my iron worker rollers and then my you know fabrication area. So it's like I don't even have the room, like in the current configuration i'd have to change everything out for a tool that like i don't use very often so mm-hmm. i'll see what happens you know i'd love to have two eventually but you know i'd rather just keep the, the slightly nicer one and then see what happens because i could always they always come up you know
2: i think um, once you have two in your shop you'll be like ah, i'm just gonna keep both of these i'm it, just gonna keep both
4: maybe of these you know them. <laughs> maybe we'll see but um i also got one of you those, got a lot uh,
2: more room than me so
4: yeah, you know, if I reconfigured it and things change, maybe. I might even build, like, mm-hmm. a mezzanine, like, in back there. Mm-hmm. Things are I got different things happening, but maybe I'll put it, like, up on top. Like, maybe I could. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll end up with two, or maybe I'll end up with a nicer lathe. I would like a, a little bigger, beefier of a lathe. This one's this mm-hmm. one's nice, but it's kind of like a student lathe, right? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. It's a little smaller, yeah. you know, not super, super precise, and it's a little... Like, if it, you could tell it, like, flexes a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Like yours is like solid. That thing's like a tank.
2: Dude, it's so crazy because I was thinking about when we got that lathe for you and how like we moved it. Remember we like just kinda like we picked picked it up. Like four guys picked up one end. The head end. Dude, when I when I blew the when I blew that switch out on my machine, I had to get it off the wall, like a couple like maybe a foot to get to the switch. Dude, I couldn't move it. What's that thing weigh? Like 3,500
4: pounds? That thing's huge. It's
2: probably close to three thousand pounds. Yeah. And so I had I had a I had to put like a six foot bar behind the machine against the wall and like just to shimmy it like the littlest bit. And I was like, you know, I'm used to using a moving a bridge port where they're like kind of centralized weight, but God, dude, the lathe is so I like, I never want to move that thing again. <laughs> I wanna like bury yeah. that thing in my shop. But now that I've got all these nice pieces for it, like I love my lathe now that I that I've like spent some time like getting it kind of dialed in and all that shit
4: yeah i gotta get dr but what else did
2: you everything? get at the auction yeah I, you gotta you gotta do that
4: i was gonna get a bunch of little stuff but it all went so high it was like not worth yeah. it you know um mm-hmm. and then i ended up getting which is crazy a um a one ton electric chain hoist for like 150 bucks with the whole trolley little crane setup you know i don't know if i'll take it or, or what mm-hmm. i leave it i might i gotta go look at it and see um, but those things are like thousands of bucks. I even know if I Let me know what either.
2: the trolley looks like if you don't want oh, yeah, the trolley. Yeah,
4: you might want it. You know, because you, mm-hmm. you could put it in your machine shop. You know.
2: Yeah. So if you don't, if you wind up not taking the trolley and it's a, it's a process, let me know because okay. I maybe would go up and. Uh, yeah. And deal with it, or at least help you get it down. Yeah, um, I gotta go look at it. Um. And now. But I that's a good it. deal on an electric chain hoist. Those are expensive.
4: Yeah, yeah, they're crazy expensive. But, um, yeah,
2: I think I paid like two fifty for mine, but it's a little little shitty.
4: They had another one there, too. It was, like, a a half ton, which is, like, a little Mm -hmm. small. Like, only Mm a 1,000 pounds. It's, like, that one went cheap. That one actually went for more money. It was a little newer, but it was, like, uh, Mm -hmm. I don't even need any of these. So, like, because I'm probably going to put a crane over there. The only thing I was thinking of is, like, if I ever made, like, did a little jib crane or, like, some type of little small crane over just the plasma table so I could take my plate off the rack with the forklift pull the Mm -hmm. forklift right in front of the table and then bring a little smaller crane you know not the big main one in case people are using it you know for the rest of the shop and then just use the small crane to load the plasma table so it could be a totally like independent operation you know from the rest of the shop you know if people are fabricating in there using Mm -hmm. the big crane um so don't tie it up but you know i don't know if that's going to happen who knows
2: Yeah. Um, That's why I bought my uh, electric chain hoist because I want to build a small jib crane over my plasma table. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to really be like, I don't want to be like pulling a chain, a chain fall to like move plate around. Like, it sucks. But um, Um, when you're moving a big machine and you want to like very gently be able to lift things like perfect, you know, like the chain fall is amazing because it's like, I used it when I took my head off my big jet bridge uh, my j- big jet milling machine i could like very delicately place it back down make sure all the bolts lined up but with an electric chain hoist you just get one speed so it's like a yeah little, it's more for just picking stuff up and putting it down you know yeah, yeah so yeah no that that was a good auction it definitely some of that small stuff definitely went high but i also think that you know some of those auctions where you're where there's a manufacturing sector, like, near them, the small stuff does go high because guys know they can just run over and pick it up, you know, yeah. like, and I feel like that area, it was in Stanford, there's it probably is, a ton yeah. of shops in that area. There are, you there
4: know? are. So I'm sure a lot so of, sure a lot of guys, there. like,
2: knew that place, too, you know, or, and, like, you know, took advantage of the yeah. fact that that stuff was selling and just, like, went for it. And there's not a ton of so,
4: auctions in Connecticut like that. Like, it's rare that yeah. one pops up. Normally it's Long Island, New Jersey, you know, mm-hmm. somewhere else in New York. But um,
2: yeah. Are you gonna go pick that machine up yourself? You're just gonna on yeah. a trailer.
4: I'm gonna go get it. I think they have that forklift there, so we're gonna see if they could just load it on a trailer for us.
2: Yeah, you should um, call them and just like uh yeah. I usually call them and find out because sometimes they'll if they if they sometimes they won't use the forklift that's there, mm-hmm. but sometimes if they know that riggers are coming a certain day, yeah. They'll say like, oh, you know, so and sos coming Tuesday. Like, yeah. call them, you know, and just come on Tuesday. And Petowitz throw it is there for you.
4: Pedowitz mm. is doing the rigging, of course. But I don't know if they're going to just gouge us, like, and say, oh, it's five hundred bucks just to lift it. And I'm like, you know, what? go screw. I'll, I'll get this thing. They'll on the charge
2: you probably seventy five bucks to put it on your trailer. Yeah, or seventy five or a hundred just to put it on the trailer if you do Pedowitz. But if there's a forklift there. Yeah. Um that the know, one like I was that guy showing you in Long Island. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The oh, one yeah, I yeah. the one I was
4: showing you, um that it said in the description of that one it has to be removed at a later date. So maybe I'm they're using that, you know. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I'll see. We got to. I'm sure
2: they are. I'm sure they are. But yeah, try and avoid having like I mean listen, Pedowitz is a great rigging company. Yeah. Um they helped me out on the last machine that I bought, but like they are very like by the book like i remember one time i asked one of the dudes like to put a machine on a pallet for me i was like dude can i just like give you some money to put this machine on a pallet he's like yeah. i have to call my boss yeah he's like i can't do it unless i call it in because i i'm sure like you know i'm sure a lot of those guys have done favors yeah. for people at auctions and had machines like fall and over then it's their
4: fault and then the mm-hmm. company's pissed and there's insurance yep. and protocol yeah it's like yeah, you got to get one of the guys like who used to work at the place and like use their yeah. forklift and give him a hundred bucks yeah. and then have him throw it on. You know,
2: remember um, that dude in Long Island when you bought that big granite plate?
4: Oh yeah, like, yeah. He was just
2: whipping that whipping that forklift yeah. around. You know, he didn't give a shit. He was just moving stuff around like whatever you needed.
4: Yeah, that was good. That was a
2: good one. Yeah. Derek actually just got something from an auction. Derek, was that your first oh, auction God. purchase? Yeah, this. Um, I heard I, about. I this. I think
3: so. Yeah, yeah. It would have been cheaper to go buy it from. Uh... <laughs> Buy it brand new. Go back in a time machine. But, um, yeah, my, my brilliant buy. I've seen an air compressor, a big air compressor, and uh, mm-hmm. I bid on that. And I'm kind of glad I didn't win it because I didn't really feel like dealing with it. Yeah. But there was a small little spindle sander, and I said, you know what? I'll throw 50 bucks on that. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. So, of course, I, of course I win it. So, I have to... They make it difficult. I got to get it taken out and all this shit. So... They only take money orders or wire transfers. So now I got to go to the bank, do a wire transfer. I didn't realize a wire transfer was like such a big deal. So I do the wire transfer and that ends up um, costing me $35. So I do that. And then when I go to pick the item up, you got to pay the fees, the taxes, uh, all that stuff. So my... $50 Fifty dollar item ended
2: up costing me. I think it was a hundred and forty-eight oh dollars. So wait, Derek, how much? How much is a is a uh, a money order, wire transfer? That's that's crazy. I didn't realize thirty-five dollars.
3: Yeah, thirty-five dollars they charge, and I had to like literally sit down. Like, luckily it was a snowy day, so there's nobody there. But you like have to make an appointment, have to fill out paperwork because of like the um. The like homeland security thing like mm-hmm. uh um, the, the patriot act or whatever it's like all all this bullshit I'm like you got to be kidding me you know mm-hmm. so i mean That's i amazing. was happy to get it cuz it's a nice little machine and i was looking for one so but it just was funny, you know, 50 bucks and it cost me 150, so. Yeah, that's why it I tell so people this. about
2: the auctions. Like, I made that video a while ago about buying stuff from auctions, because yeah. I think people don't think realize, it the you fee, know.
3: So, like, what else they have? Like, what fees do they
2: have? Like, so, there's buyer's premium, Yeah. right? Buyer's premium is, um. so buyer's premium is just the fee that the auctioneer takes, which is usually 18%. Yeah. So... And then there's tax, and if I remember correctly, the tax, the tax is off the, off the total number. Yeah, I think. Oh, is it really? So yeah. like, if you buy something for a hundred dollars, it's eighteen percent buyer's premium, so now it's one hundred and eighteen dollars. And then if it's, you know, in New York, it's eight point six two five sales tax, so now it's eight percent of one hundred and eighteen dollars. I always just assume it as basically twenty five to thirty percent tax on whatever the fee is. Yeah. So it getting but it gets dangerous because when you buy a you know you buy a machine for a thousand dollars, you're paying three hundred in yeah. fees by the time you're done. You know, it's like you might be able to afford a thousand dollars, but you maybe you can't afford thirteen hundred dollars yeah. yeah. plus rigors plus you know so now what I've been seeing with COVID is I've been seeing on the auctions there's a a, a mandatory loading fee because they don't want anyone in the place. So everything has a loading fee so even if you bought like a box of drill bits it's a $25 loading fee Yeah, just
4: fee. to gouge you even yeah or, it's like i was exactly in the, the auction i was in there wasn't a mask in sight
2: <laughs> yeah so it's I, like I, there not was an auction concerned. in jersey yeah there was an auction Over. in jersey that looked pretty good it had uh, actually that kid pans of the bmx kid he just yeah. got a like a kind of warehouse and he oh, wanted a yeah, he wanted like some rolling toolboxes, like husky boxes, and this mm-hmm. auction in Jersey had like ten of them. But every one of them had a hundred dollar or a fifty dollar wow. loading so fee. You just go buy new ones. So I'm like, exactly. So like, yeah. even if you get the thing for fifty bucks, by the time you're done paying fees and all that shit, yeah. you're buying a, 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 a clapped out fucking toolbox for two hundred and twenty five dollars. You can just yeah. go buy one brand new. So I didn't buy anything from that auction, but like people definitely. You know, Derek, you that you know, it sucks that you wound up paying more. I still think you yeah. did pretty good no, at hundred and fifty yeah, no, bucks. Feels,
3: yeah, hundred and fifty bucks is fine. But like any but, more than that would have been like shit.
2: Yeah. It totally could have been like way worse. And you're obligated to buy it. Like that's it. You yeah. can't just say like, oh wow, this is more yeah. than I expect. Like I don't want it anymore. You it, know? um
4: you gotta weigh out whether it's worth it or not. And the other thing you gotta think about is even with all that shit, yeah, maybe it's still less than a new one. But you got to look at the lifespan of the tool. If the thing mm-hmm. is fifty percent used yep. up, it's like sometimes it's not even worth it. It's like you're better yeah. not, not wasting your time driving, spending hours to go get it. You could just have a new one shipped right to your house. It's like, but then sometimes right. you could you could steal something and you could get a great deal. You get a Bridgeport for a couple hundred bucks, you know, mm-hmm. or like I know you get like you've gotten some really good deals over you know, the course. Of yeah, doing dude. This. We the
2: the I think the best the the two best deals we ever got would be matt's li- matt's milling machine yeah i paid 175 bucks for it um and then i think i paid 300 to move it for Unreal. him and that machine was amazing it was like full power feeds every direction variable speed dro all wow, that shit and then Jesus my Christ. lathe and but that one so matt's matt's milling machine was from an unsold lot so like it just nobody bid on it so they sold it for the asking price which is very rare that something that nice would come up unsold but my lathe i won at an auction after bidding and i only paid 350 for my big lathe wow so 350 for the lathe i paid 175 to have them put it in my truck um and then you know whatever i had to like i gave some friends money to like unload it for me like move it for me so like by the time i was all done my big lathe probably cost me like probably 700 bucks to get it in the door at my shop hmm. but that was a that was a killer deal because i oh, see yeah. that same lathe on ebay all the time for like six seven grand yeah so and now that i got the change gears for it and stuff um so yeah matt did anyway, good what on his got? press
4: break too though right
2: yeah he did i, I he paid one. very little um i've been looking for you too I need a, those I need a come ten, up all the time i need a
4: 10 footer because my neighbor they're just so heavy my neighbor is yeah. that electrical place they make all the boxes but like they've downsized mm. with their stuff and they're just subbing stuff out and my friend oh. louie he's like listen he's like because i get plasma cut all the panels and then just use the press brake to bend them mm-hmm. into the doors and panels and stuff and he's like listen yep. if you get a press break like we'll just give all the stuff to you so i'm like all right nice let me, let me find a press break so i want like a a um,
2: like Obama, At least an eight foot. foot. I, he said you yeah. got to
4: get at least an eight foot because some of our doors are like eight feet, but it'd be nice to get like a 10, 10 foot yeah. hydraulic one, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and even to make like stair pans. Yeah. For, they're know. just so
2: freaking oh, heavy Oh, dude, they're, they're huge. So big. And like Matt's is pretty small and it his weighs, nice. like, I think, 6,000 pounds. Yeah, it, dude, they're huge. Like, Luckily, he, it was so funny watching him trying to move it with his forklift. It like, How the literally hell did he was like. I move it with that just like nudged it you know uh, like he didn't he had pedowitz loaded yeah, and unloaded yeah. for him he paid i think i think he paid a thousand bucks to have them move that machine but like what are you gonna do you can't nothing you, know, yeah. you can't move it there's nothing you can do you just have to you're at totally at their mercy
4: louis got a fifteen 000 pound capacity clark forklift that he could just unload you, go. you know whatever for me but um yeah but getting it there i gotta have riggers get it there and stuff you know yeah press uh, i gotta break, find uh,
2: one. press break be good for you though yeah, you find them. Ima- The Amana things. ones are good You know
4: Yeah Even that There's a secret place I'm not gonna give up That Chris Cash told me about Mhm. I think yeah. you know about it too Right mm-hmm. At first Yeah he, that's you first. Where... You know he wasn't He was trying to not give me the name And I said dude What's the name of this place And he yeah. gave it to me But he, um
2: He um Me and Matt were gonna go there To try to get him there. a press break oh, Or get no. him an iron worker This is before we had The have press some. break Yeah They have a lot of stuff Um i gotta go i have the name somewhere i I gave it to matt to call them and i don't think he ever did or he like called them like on a saturday and they weren't there but you know it's it's hard because like going to a place like that you know there's a place like that up in um in connecticut paul where i bought my riser i think i told you about it they just sell Bridgeports um mainly like milling machines um, they had like a shear and some lathes and stuff. There, you know, it was a pretty nice little spot. But like, you know, the guy's getting premium money. He's getting thirty five hundred to four thousand dollars for a Bridgeport. Yeah. And that's all they do is they like restore Bridgeports. He's got like a little paint booth. He repaints them. They look brand new when they leave his shop. But like, you know, do you, you know, a lot of people don't want to spend four grand when you can get one from an auction for, you know, twelve hundred, fourteen hundred yeah. bucks. It's a big difference when you're, you're, gonna get... you know, you're going two x. Yeah. You know,
4: I I was thinking about this this press break though like uh, if i get one obviously you know it's 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 going to be more money than most things at an auction Mm -hmm. and also it's a little risky and Mm -hmm. you're going to get killed on the rigging because you're going to have to pay for someone to load it on with a forklift there you're going to have to have a rigging company bring it to you whereas if i go to like this place they could probably load it for me for free i'll Mm -hmm. rent a flatbed Yep. bring it home and yeah. then I can unload it for free so it'll cost me you know 200 bucks to to get it home you know yep. but I'm versus like, be- like
2: 3 grand in like yeah. handling
4: and it's gonna be a machine that's totally refurbished and working so I gotta I gotta look at the prices I asked for some quotes on machines but I, I don't know if they got back to me they're like I think they're like freaking Amish like
2: they are, they're another, no, right? yeah, they're, they're Amish or they're something like that. The website's real is, weird.
4: Like it's not even their website. I didn't even it's know like they some, had a website. Dude, it's not like, <laughs> it's not like their website. It's like a machinery like list. I don't even know what the deal is. I've never seen anything like it, but they got nice <gasps> stuff. So we'll see uh, that's what happens.
2: Funny. Yeah. That'll be exciting. You know? Yeah. Got to get you some big big tools
4: yeah yeah
2: you know i'll keep uh, matt matt's all you got to talk to matt about the press breaks though because he like knows so much about them and like he knows because i was telling you there's like european style tooling and then there's american style tooling and like his machine is like european style but then he got like a a converter plate to make it use american style because like I don't know. It, it, it's it's a little nuanced. Um, the but press break dies knows... are,
4: are like we'll spend more money on those than a press break. They're a ton of money all day right? long. They go. All day they're long. more valuable than the press breaks themselves.
2: Yep, and that's why like they will be like like shelves of press press break dies with like a hundred dies on them, yeah. and and he's always looking at them, but they're always usually too big, and they always go for like three or four grand, which seems like a lot of money to spend, like on, you know, like kind of on something that's like just like a piece of tooling, and but you don't you know, even know what you're
4: looking at too. Cause it'll just be like mm-hmm. one picture of like a bunch of dies. Yep. You don't know which ones you're getting the words. So it's the like worst. that. Ugh, I don't know.
2: Yep. It's always a risk. Yeah. It's fun though. It's like gambling you know, it's so gone like pretty Dogecoin. well. I
4: mean, you do really, yeah. Freaking Dogecoin. Mm-hmm. I bought a lot of Bitcoin though, I, and that's freaking going up.
2: There you go. I think we've all done pretty good on the auction. Yeah. So far. Yeah. I mean, like, you know there's been a couple burns but you know there's so much you're you're winning so you're winning 90% of the time if you lose like 10% it's like who gives a shit yeah it's it's pretty you know, you generally pretty bucks. good if you, you yeah know. but i don't know what do you guys got coming up next Derek, what's next for you you got to uh, have some hot on the horizon
3: I, I do and i it's been i've been putting it off putting it off and i think this guy listens to the podcast but Somebody asked me to make a couple signs and they need to be 3D carved. And uh, I just like, I'm just not really sure of the process. And I, of course, I just keep pushing it off because it's easier to go do something else instead of confronting it and uh, mm-hmm. taking the time to create the file. So I really need to sit down and uh, work on it. I've been pushing it off too because I've been uh, lucky to. Um, you know like i said have the time to work in the shop at night so i've been taking advantage of that i just hate sitting at a computer and doing that type of work when i could be in the shop and then when i can't be in the shop i could do the computer work then you know so mm-hmm. it's um you know it's a pain in the ass but it's got to be done and um you know i gotta do it so it's just a couple of big signs i gotta do that's that's like my main focus that i gotta really concentrate on this week
2: that's cool that'll be good to learn that and then you can implement it on other signs moving moving forward
3: yeah it, it's funny i was um i was uh talking to jimmy the other night and i was just like this thing's really killing me and he's like dude he goes he goes i've been struggling he Goes, you know what i'm trying to work on is uh some 3d carving i'm like that's what i'm actually right. trying to do and uh, he had posted on instagram um the stuff he was uh doing and um it just it was just funny he was working on the same stuff uh as i was um also i want to start playing with um somebody who follows me is emily joyce and uh you can follow her on instagram emily joyce official. oh the enameling. yeah she has a lot of the enameling she had mailed me out a a book and um on it and stuff it was pretty interesting like just the process and how you do it and everything and she really makes some really nice stuff so uh I'm gonna mess around a little bit with that. I think it's really neat, like the whole way you do it and everything mm-hmm. like that. So I'm gonna play with that a little
2: bit. So Yeah, I don't know anything about enameling. It's def- definitely interesting. Yeah,
3: yeah. It's pretty cool technique and it's just um, you know, it looks really nice, you know, the finished product. Whoa, so she
2: really at makes these. some nice stuff.
3: These are cool. Yeah,
2: she makes some really cool the stuff.
4: Paper airplane things?
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. understand that. That's I don't crazy. understand how. Like, is it is it paper that she is then no, coating with no, enamel? No,
3: is it... no. She's like taking copper and stuff. She does like letters and stuff like that. She makes paper bags and stuff. I mentioned her before. She mm-hmm. does some really cool stuff. She lives in Ohio, and um, she was supposed to be part of the whole spring make thing, and now uh, when that all fell apart or mm. uh, uh, what was it is that what yeah spring summer major. camp maker summer, summer camp school or yeah yeah summer school so it's all the same and, yeah um, i get all the yeah so it's up. just that's how you know i started talking to her mm. through that and uh like you said she does she's definitely worth a, a follow so emily oh yeah, that's cool yeah
2: she does yeah. copper it's copper that's uh, i don't know anything about enameling that'd be yeah. Uh, yeah that'd be interesting to like learn about yeah nice
3: yeah, I was thinking like it would be nice to kind of combine it with signs a little bit, maybe like some like letters out of state, like metal and. That would be, dude. If you did some enamelled like letters on a sign, yeah. people yeah. people's yeah.
2: heads would pop off their yeah. head, their yeah. bodies. So that'd be so great. Uh, nice, yeah. Paul. What's next for you? Um, I just more got more railings.
4: In. Not well, yeah, but uh, I still have more stainless railings. We just measured for for more of them. We got to set like all those stanchions. I got to core drill like a hundred mm. holes. Um, but mm. that's, you know, boring. Um, but a cool project I want to do soon is I just got, I showed Derek the picture of the door I want to make. I want to make some crazy big, like steel door with all like, uh, TC bolts. Cause they have the rounded head. They kind of look like rivets and have rivets yeah. around it and have these big exposed latches with a big wheel that you turn and it like drives a gear. And then the gears like make a, a big, like, um, what are they they're not, they're not latches they're like, like a vault door like a vault door yeah but it's all exposed yeah. on the outside um and then i could lock it with those big like the lock picking lawyer remember the lock picking lawyer oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah i, lock, I yeah. watched one of his videos about like the biggest padlocks and you could get like a four pound like military grade like padlock to have on the outside of the door nice. i think it would just look cool you know um like you know if customers came in and saw the door they could like you know I, I think it'd be really cool and it would make a good video you know Mm-hmm. So that I want to do hopefully next weekend. I got all my parts from McMaster Carr in, and I got all my steel. Also, most of my steel. I gotta order like a couple more things. Nice. Um,
2: I have some photos. I should I should find them. So when I used to work in the city. I used to work on the uh, on there was a building on the East River and it had it was like very low close to the water and it had a full blown watertight submarine door oh, wow. that led into the basement of the building huh. so like when they shut this door they had to like spin this crank and like these two pins would extend and yeah, it would lock yeah. the door it had a it had a huge gasket wow. so that if the if the water table came up the whole basement wouldn't get flooded in the building like the you know the all the utilities wouldn't get yeah. destroyed um, and it was just a amazing i have photos of it because i remember taking pictures of it when i was over there being like holy shit this thing is so cool hmm. um but uh it's just really interesting that'll be an awesome project i'm looking forward to seeing that yeah that'll get be back cool. into the content game you know
4: yeah i know go I know.
2: viral it's been a long time since you went viral you know we gotta know. get you're like you know like chris cash
4: i thought my freaking bench would or something or the skateboard what it's like weird i, I don't know
2: I you never know, know though, is. dude. It could go viral next year.
4: That's the weird thing. It's like, I don't know, I just want to... I was just
2: telling Angela about that. Like, I just had a video, like, to pick up out of nowhere, you know? I know.
4: But, I don't know. I, I, I'm not worried about, you know, YouTube. If I have a cool idea, I'll just put it up there. But, you know, I have other sources of income that are a lot more consistent. <laughs>
2: yeah, right. You just have profitable. to kind of, like, do yeah you just do the you just do the videos and you know if it comes up it comes up you just kind of like yeah 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 you can't rely on it yeah i
4: I don't see it being reliable i mean i missed you know there's people that are obviously doing it and they're doing it well i'm just interested to see just how long like is this going to be a 30-year thing because mm-hmm. all we've seen is less than a decade of of you know all these major YouTubers. It's within the past ten years, mm-hmm. you know, and I've seen a lot yeah, of yep. them come and go. Who've had tens of millions of followers. So it's just interesting yeah. to see what's going to happen. Um, it's obviously a great thing, and I want to keep doing it. But I can't. I'm not gonna. I wouldn't have this shop without you know if I was just doing YouTube videos. Like that's for sure. Yeah, you know, so. I think
2: I think a lot of it is like you know I think you kind of have to like. You have to make your money when you're making your money and yeah. then you have to you have to plan with that money really really well, you know. And if you do, like some of these guys probably made a couple million dollars oh, yeah. and then just did did right with that money. And that's it. You don't have to work ever again and you can stop making YouTube videos and you can just Live off of the money that you made when things were really good. To other like,
4: things, you know.
2: Look at Casey Neistat. Casey Neistat's not making videos like he used to. No, you know, like moved to California. He's probably got himself a shitload of money. Yeah. Think about the residual money that he's making every month. Uh, yeah, you know, just in his old videos. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I was talking to Derek about this because I I won't say who it is, but someone was saying how they get like um ten million. Uh, monthly YouTube video views on their channel. They have a huge channel and I was thinking about how much money they must must make comparing it to the amount of money that I make on YouTube and the amount of views that I get a month Mm -hmm. and then, you know, multiplying it to get to that number. It's a huge amount of money.
0: Yeah.
2: A huge amount of money. And you don't really have to do anything once those videos are done. You just have to kind of keep yourself relevant. So you keep getting, you know, getting some amount of views um but anyway i don't know it's an interesting ecosystem i'm making i'm just making more what videos you got,
3: what do you got coming up
2: i just more video projects coming up i got some stuff i actually am pricing out a, uh, a like a loft not a loft a um canopy bed frame you know like with four yeah. posts and a steel canopy around it for um for somebody that i know yeah i'm working on that i'm working on i'm making a new kitchen table for my house Oh, cool. With, like, uh, because my my kitchen table is essentially my desk, so I'm going to build, like, a a kitchen table with an apron, but the apron's going to be, like, hidden drawers so that it'll be, it won't look like a desk, but it'll essentially work for me as, like, my workstation. Yeah. Um, You know what? I was stupid thinking
4: about tables. Sorry to interrupt. At that auction, they had, like, beautiful machine bases with, like, a shitty little, like, bench grinder on top of them. I should have, like, bought those for the legs. Like, you could have used them on, like, a cool kitchen table
2: like yeah yeah you know what i really want to build i've been trying to figure this out i really want to build a like a, a coffee table with an industrial style base yeah. but like with a big hand wheel on it yeah you can spin like a worm drive and raise the that's table that's what i've always so,
4: wanted to do too you could like plasma yeah. cut one you know with mm-hmm. a big, uh, i've been
2: pricing out how to do the worm gear efficiently because like dude to buy like the the thread the worm gear all that shit it's like it's like hundreds if not a thousand dollars to buy like all those parts brand new yeah but there are other ways to do it Mm -hmm. um so i've been trying to figure out like how to how to do that in a way where i could do it economically and make like a cool like coffee table that would go up and down but like i think the key feature would be like the big hand wheel that you could spin and the table would go up
4: it's actually pretty cool from mcmaster it was a hundred bucks for the for the wheel it was like a 12 inch wheel
2: you Mm, for the wheel yeah yeah
4: yeah but,
2: but yeah, the wheel—the wheel isn't bad. It's—it's the—it's the, it's the what, converting Acme
4: thread or something, or
2: because I would want like a big Acme thread. So like Acme two and a half inch expensive. Acme thread. Yeah, dude, two and a half inch Acme thread. Twelve inches of it is like two hundred dollars. Wow. You know, and like twelve inches wouldn't be enough, right? Because you need, need like, like two or three feet of it. Yeah. So like, what are you going to spend eight hundred dollars on fucking you gotta Acme go, thread?
4: You got to probably find a local hardware company. Like I have one called the Nutty Company that we go to. Like it's mm-hmm. got to be like half the price in McMaster, you know. It's still yeah. be expensive, w- but yeah.
2: I was even thinking about you. Ever seen old screw jacks? You know, they look like they're oh, like yeah. tapered. Yeah. I was even thinking like screw jacks. People sell those for like twenty bucks at flea markets. I was even thinking if I got an old screw jack and I figured out a way to weld Acme thread to that, and then do a worm drive on that Acme thread. So it was kind of like more for show. But, like, because, like, to get, like, I want, I, in, in a perfect world, I'd have, like, four-inch acne threads. So it would be, like, super industrial, but, like, <laughs> they can't even get it, you know? I don't know. I just feel like it'd be cool if it would look like, you know, yeah, like this, huge, like, crazy yeah. industrial base. Um, and, cut, you know, like you said, cut everything on the plasma table. You know, you can easily make... Well, wait, hold on. What, like,
4: would you, what would you need here? Because you'd have your, like, accordion, whatchamacallit, you know, thing with all the, you know... I'm
2: trying to think of the word. I don't know. I want to have it on like a mono post, so I want to have. Like, oh, I'm thinking of something like a, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Where it would like open and close like. Oh, this. Oh, yeah, and then I want I to have thinking, it just like a big rod in the center.
4: I was thinking... Oh, now I see. Now I see why you're saying such big acme. That I'm like, yeah, I. You're, you're
2: thinking of a horizontal the one, thread yeah, where with where crank the, it from the side, the scissor, scissor yeah, lift, yeah, yeah, like a
4: scissor lift, yeah
2: exactly i like that too i just think i thought the idea of having like an industrial base with a single thread in oh, the middle cool. and then a wheel below it and you spun the wheel and then you know the wheel's spinning uh on a horizontal shaft yeah. but then the vertical shaft is going up and down that's cool yeah i feel like that would just be a, i mean you know whoever needs it like you know like i'd be basically building it for myself but mm-hmm. i don't know i just been thinking about how that might be a cool project you know you almost need like a uh a big f- fifth axis cnc machine um that you could turn a giant like five inch acme thread out of like uh out of like aluminum or something <laughs> or you could even make it out of wood and then spray it with your rusty paint Derek. yeah now we're getting nice. crazy nice. <laughs> but what do you guys been watching let's wrap it up
4: oh
3: shit oh paul tell us who you've oh, been watching Come on, you gotta have got,
2: Tim Dillon uh, again. Dude, it's just like been the Tim time.
4: Dillon and tractors, and, and and like you know
2: tractors. Let's oh, talk about watching, tractors. I was
4: watching R buildings. You know, everyone knows him. That's okay, but he, R-R I was buildings. watching. His, He's the best. I was watching his video on his Kubota excavator because I have a problem with the machine, like the big machines. Like I wish I gotta get some. I gotta get a tractor. I gotta get an excavator. You know,
2: sell your Bridgeport, and instead of rolling the money into the other Bridgeport roll it into a Kubota. That's what I'm doing with all my motorcycles. I would need I'm to, selling um, all the motorcycles and I'm buying a machine with the money.
4: I would need to nice. sell sixty bridge ports to get a <laughs> Kubota excavator, but
2: At least you get the down payment for yeah, the Kubota. At least excavator. I could get like Let's the bucket. That way. I could get a bucket. Yeah, the bucket. Yeah. That's um,
4: right. But, you know, if I ever did like I want to hopefully in you know, the next couple years or, you know, five, ten years down the, the line, buy a piece of property and I told you guys my plan is to build a a uh, barn with a little apartment attached to it and then mm-hmm. and then once i have kids or whatever you know after that and i get more money i could build like a house next to it and then i have like an in-law apartment or whatever for me I have a nice little spread you know for Derek. For for he, yeah nice. yeah nice love it um love it. you'd be right attached to the shop you know you'd be right attached awesome. to the barn but nice. i want to get like machines and stuff but i do want a tractor soon like i really want a, a, a boat attractor We'll what see. are you
2: gonna what are you gonna do with just fun a Just fun dig holes. Dig holes. Move <laughs> snow push around, dirt
4: around, push dirt around. You know, just fun things. Yeah. Nice. No nothing really
3: necessary. Great to be a kid. Yeah. Yeah, right. I um uh, know I've been watching guy yeah, I've mentioned him to you guys before, Blake McFarland. He's uh on Instagram and YouTube, BM Sculptures. He does the stuff with the tires. Mm-hmm. And, uh, huh, I he, don't know he's, it's funny. He's like pretty well known. He, I, I'm 90% sure. I came across him about a year or two ago, but he, um, uh, I'm pretty sure he was a professional baseball player and he huh. got hurt. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if he was a pitcher or something. I, I forget the whole backstory behind him, but he ended up, he's a friend of Jimmy's. And, um, uh, hmm. it's, um, uh, you can, I'll let you guys figure out how he became friends with Jimmy, hmm. but, um, uh, There's a connection there, and I told Jimmy about him a while back. And Jimmy was actually—I'll give you a hint—he was out in California having like dinner with this guy, and he's like, "Hey, I'm talking to this guy that you told me about. This guy, Blake." And uh, it was funny—we just kind of talked for a little bit, but uh, we talked back and forth through Instagram. But he takes like tires and he makes these amazing sculptures with them. Wow, I'm looking at this. uh, Yeah, like just like he doesn't like the name again. Uh, McFarland, it's BM Sculptures Okay. B as in boy, M as in Mary and um, he does them for like the Rose Bowl he's done them for and stuff like that but he just did this one for a basketball team and he built the whole thing and it was funny, he's doing it and I'm like, that thing kind of looks like shit (laughs) and uh, in the middle of the video he's like, and I was really disappointed with the way it looked so I tore it apart And he just literally cuts this whole thing he's been working on for three weeks. Oh my god. Tears it down. And he rebuilt it. And uh it was just I posted about it in my story. I I mentioned him and that girl what's her name? uh, from three by three custom there, the friend of yours. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. She basically the same thing. She had like that huge project, that chair she was working Mm -hmm. on. She had to redo it. And it's like just so devastating to have to I, I actually might be doing it to my end table i might be cutting the legs up today well how many
2: signs have you like you know demoed uh, and then almost every
3: every one of them right but it is it just it's so frustrating but when you care it's like you want it to look right but uh Mm -hmm. he's really he's a good guy and uh he makes some really amazing stuff and uh he's worth checking out so bm sculptures is fine
2: bm sculptures yeah um that's good he looks like a good interesting guy gotta gotta keep an eye on that what do you got you you must be watching i've been i've been watching a ton of stuff um but i'm trying to think of like what's a good one that i haven't you know like i've talked about stuff made here like 10 times i know (laughs) ridiculous his new video the pool video did you guys watch that ridiculous no i heard about it just dude it's he made a freaking it's just insane he made a pool cue that never misses
3: it's almost like, <laughs> like it's not even real. It's, it's like, unbelievable. It's, he's, too, he's like, like,
4: it's like Dar- DARPA or something, going to like get a hold of this guy. Or, you know, isn't that that government agency that makes all the crazy yeah, shit? Yeah, are Gonna like steal yeah, this like, guy. He's gonna be gone from YouTube one day.
3: Seriously, he's like he's too smart. Like he's yeah. just like it's it just like it, it's crazy. just crazy.
2: It, like it's, uh, you know, I get like, like I, I get the principle behind some of this shit. But then it's like, this is like so out of bounds of like this, like, oh, yeah. it's going to have these little fingers. And I got a, a projector on the ceiling that's like scanning the the yeah. table and you know, how then about when
3: it didn't uh, work. Right. And he's like, oh, the, the angle it's mm-hmm. off. So I need to do it's this. It's skewed.
2: And yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's too much, too much. It's too much I, You know I Don't watch his videos Don't yeah. encourage him <laughs> um, But yeah I, That's really like The f- one that's really like Totally taken my interest um, In the last couple of days So I'll, I'll split I'll, I'll split it between um, Between him And then there was an Instagram account That I've been looking at a lot lately And now uh, What is this? Um, you know, I can talk about Jordan from Two Avocados.
3: Yeah.
4: What was he doing? Lighting you up or something? What? <laughs> what, were you, what were you doing? Something about a sign? I heard something about a sign.
2: Oh yeah, so I made a sign. All right, I made a sign, <laughs> and I got shit talked by Jordan and his wife on how my sign oh, sucked. And his but wife. you know what? And his yeah. wife. Oh, well, his yeah. wife's the sign maker. And, yeah, He's his just he, the all, sign maker. He all he does is cut circles on the CNC, so he doesn't have he can't say a goddamn thing yeah. about my signs. Um, but no, I, it was interesting. We me and Derek uh, FaceTimed with him, and we were talking a little bit about his business and like, you know, I, I like I can't stand when people like feel like their businesses are these like secret agencies and they have to like shroud every bit of information from yeah. the public. Well, like, you know, like, oh, like, you know, how much do you sell a sign for? Oh, well, you know, everyone, you know, people, people get so they like, people are so worried about someone else figuring out that what they do is valuable, that they don't want to tell anybody, like how yeah. much they charge yeah. or how it's much like they're you're able not to make. Tesla. Yeah.
4: All right. You're just making yeah, a exactly. wooden and sign. And even if you
2: were and Tesla has to tell and, you know, everybody has to everybody exposes everything yeah. once you're a publicly traded company. So we had this conversation with Jordan and I know Derek talks to him a lot. So, like, I understand that him and Derek have more of a, uh, Like a friendship where they would maybe share that information. As soon as we got on the phone, I was like, dude, how much do you charge for this? How much do you make on that? And he told me everything, Yeah, you know, Um, which is how I always am with people. Anytime someone asks me, I'm like, oh, yeah, I charge this much an hour and I did. I made this much on this sign or I made this much on YouTube or whatever it is, because like it's not a freaking it shouldn't shouldn't be a secret, you know. But it's just very interesting to hear his, like, very um, matter-of-fact, no-bullshit approach to how him and his wife run that business, and they're extremely successful. I wish them uh, all the success. Um, but you know, I just want them to know if you guys, you know, start slipping, I'm going to come in, I'm going to fill that <laughs> void and I'm going to be the new, I'm going to be the, the world's greatest yeah. sign maker. <laughs> she does, she does, she does a beautiful job. No, they do the amazing signs. work. They, they, they really yeah. are
3: nice. Yeah. And to
2: get it down to a science like that, the way that yeah. they have it. I mean, like they, Paul, like they, they are meant like, I don't want to say manufacturing cause it's not the right word, but they're producing signs at a volume mm. that you would think you would need like.
3: A factory, like a
2: factory, or twenty employees, and it's like, it's like his wife and like, what do you say, two people,
3: two, two or three girls, yeah, two
2: or three people, like helping, but like not even really like their full time,
3: yeah, no, they go, they just come and help out, a couple hours a day here, and they're
2: pumping thirty to fifty signs a month out, shipped, you know,
3: that's on top of all the other shit that I'm sure they have to do. I think a week he's doing that. Oh, I thought it was a month. No, uh, might be a week. The shipping is a lot. It's a lot. It's a That's lot insane. of signs. Yeah.
2: So I, you know, hats off to, have to, hats off to the two avocados team over yep. there. Yep. Um, yep. Even if yep. they did, you know, then if they did throw a little bit of shade at my sign, you That's know, all right. listen, everybody's got publicity's good publicity. That's right. You know, yeah. So gotta take. It um. It. So go buy something from the two avocados store. Uh, yeah. I but need to check really. Out. Really, actually, go to the Two Avocados store and look, and then go to the Derek from Malden Etsy <laughs> store and buy something from his store. Yeah, they're, they're mass-produced at Two Avocados. Dude, where you are they getting
4: all this sm- business sm- from, this advertising and business? Etsy. Oh, it's Etsy.
3: Etsy, yeah. Etsy. Etsy's magic, man.
2: Well, so. you know, once you succeed on Etsy, it's yeah. like, why wouldn't they make you yeah. more successful? Now, what's the Ronders. avocado?
4: Why are we
3: uh alvo- They just why are we avocados. It's a it's a long story oh, but, okay, okay. yeah.
2: They got 5 stars, they got 800 reviews.
3: Wow. Yeah. Jesus
2: Christ. Good for them. And and they're pr- like dude, you know what's so funny is when so Angela and I were making this sign right for her friend's kid we probably saw – we went on Etsy because she was like, how much would a sign like this cost? I'm like, I don't know. I said, like, a, I don't know. Derek charges a couple hundred bucks for a sign like this. It's got to be worth some money. She went on Etsy and, and saw signs like theirs, and I literally looked at the prices and said, there's no way anyone in America could afford to make signs for $75. Where do they live? They live in in Indiana, Indiana. but then he told me their pricing structure and how they get material and how they do it, and it makes sense. Yeah, he
3: just does such huge volume. Like, he buys pallets of wood, and it's cheap where he is, and he Mm -hmm. can store it, and, you know and it, they just have it down to a science yep. they just like yeah. just do it like they've got said, like, like 20 producer. fonts yeah they've yeah. got 20
2: fonts you pick one of the fonts yeah. they've got you know 20 colors you pick one of the colors he's got everything yeah. that he yeah. needs yeah. it's like so you're going so into chipotle you're
3: building a burrito yeah
2: yeah 100 yeah. yeah. percent. so he can so, sell a sign so for 77 he's,
3: bucks he's what's that steakhouse i don't know what's Which that one? steakhouse Peter you guys mentioned Peter, Peter Lugas? Lugas? Okay, Long-horns? so so he's Applebee's, yeah. and I'm Peter Lugas. So if you want yeah. quick, fast, there, there you go. There you go. You want Peter Lugas, you come see oh, me. Oh, right? my God. There Order there a Bruins sign from him, and you see what you get. Oh, Listen, my God. <laughs> that's that's a good way to end this Drop week's the podcast. Hammer. There Drop you hammer. go. We will that's, see you all that, next week. That fast is going to produce a Bruins <laughs> sign. I know it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh...
0: That's it. (laughs) If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network.
1: For the ones who work hard
2: to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile